0: Welcome to Home Alone for the Holidays, the podcast where we talk about the holiday classic Home Alone in the weeks leading up to Thanksgiving. I am one of your hosts, Sean. And I'm the other host, Brian. (laughs) And with us today, we have three special guests. Um, Our first guest needs no introduction. So our second guest is Travis Bowe. Hey, how's it going? Welcome, Travis. Thanks. Thanks. (laughs) <laughs> thanks for joining us and also with us is blake riley
1: hi guys thank you
0: yeah thanks for joining us, Blake. and once again is our sideline reporter from the five minutes of mystery dave powell no,
2: I, you already did my intro you said no intro And then i said <laughs> hi it's me and then and then you come and then i was like where's nile <laughs> just get to nile
0: <laughs> and also yeah, that, was that, that minute is mcgowan
3: hey yeah. was as many guests as there are members of the McAllister family
0: <laughs> <That's right. laughs> just about just about all right so we are starting off our third segment at 34 minutes and two seconds it's uh it's the Popo knocking on the door and kevin is hiding under a blanket it's just a
3: cat normal response. Anytime the police come to <laughs> any household, I think, is to just hide under the blankets. Yeah,
0: absolutely.
2: Yeah. I mean, he doesn't even know. Yeah, he doesn't even know it's the police because I don't think even they say it. Right. He doesn't say it. it's like the police or anything because he just he, he assumes it's either the old creepy guy or he believes it's the burglars again. Yeah. Yes.
4: Yeah. And he was so freaked out that he was still under the covers. So he's just hiding. He's he's got no clue who's mm. out there. And <laughs> this the, is the, the worst cop. same thing he is terrible
1: he's not even trying to do the job yeah (laughs) yeah because this film really depends on
3: just the laziness of the police force of 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 this yeah but not only because you had mr heckles and then the francis mcdormand lookalike just juggling (laughs) Catherine o'hara about earlier and now this guy who's just like oh well i have to go check on a kid in a house Oh no, I knocked once. He's doing the 3PO knock of just like, bang, bang. oh, nobody's home. Like, just trying to walk away. Yeah. And this well, is has one of those- Catherine
0: O'Hara told anyone how old her son is? She, I think at this point she's still like, oh, my son's home alone.
3: Yeah, I don't think she ever does, because it struck yeah. me watching it th- this past weekend. It's like, she should really be emphasizing, like, my 10-year-old son is home alone. Like, just saying my son is home alone is like, what is he, like, 20? Like, what was the problem?
4: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, she never mentions the age, ever.
2: They never ask. They probably just hang up on her. Like, all right, fine, done. Boom. Yeah. Mm. Like, just, well, also, just, and this is like two days before Christmas.
0: This is the B team. You know, yeah. anyone with seniority has got this week off. In terms that's of true. the cops or who's working the you know the switchboard answering phones, yeah, I think that's I think, the problem.
5: Yeah, there's I no. I don't uh, want to. There's no Doug Greenberg in this town. No, not, <laughs> no, no.
6: <not.
5: laughs> <laughs> but I do think like the, I don't want to
3: you know I guess it would it be a form of victim blaming to say if Catherine O'Hara counts as the victim in this circumstances? But like a lot of this is like one she was negligent enough to leave the kid behind. And yeah. then two, she really should be emphasizing, like, I know she's trying her best, but, like, she should be going, my small child, who cannot fend for himself, is home alone, rather than yeah. my son is home A alone. young, young child. That's a good yeah. word for it, too. Yeah, because it's just like, this isn't just like some of my teenagers' home alone. Like, this kid, he
0: might die if you yeah. don't freaking get my in there. My eight-year-old is cool home alone.
4: alone.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. if, it was, if Buzz was home alone, I'd be more worried with the rest of the town.
5: <laughs> and not yeah. so much with bullets. <laughs> yeah, because this this cop even says, "like tell them to count their kids again," like <laughs> as, if, <laughs> as, if, as if they misplaced them, like in the airplane. <laughs>
0: mm. <laughs> well, they lost them once; they might have lost them again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but- Clearly, they they will
3: lose him again. <laughs> so. <laughs> Son of a gun!
4: And, but, and as I briefly mentioned last segment, this is Chris Columbus's father-in-law, which he gives a job apparently in every one of his movies, a smaller role. Oh, ah,
6: mm-hmm. that's true.
0: <laughs> so has he done anything right, you know noteworthy, or is this? Uh, I think this, this is pretty much the,
4: the peak of his career. So is this guy? If he's it? in
0: everything
3: that Chris Columbus has done, is he in Harry Potter?
4: This guy. Got That's a good the, question. We'll I have to
2: save that for a uh, Harry Potter minute. <laughs> Tell yeah. the professors to check their yeah. classmates again. <laughs>
0: I, would, I would think not because that cast was all British, wasn't it? Yeah,
4: I mean, he might have had what, – what, uh, this was all off the commentary track. Uh, apparently just for, I guess, a little side job and some insurance, and he puts him in. Hmm.
3: I mean, to be fair, he could just be doing like a questionable accent in Harry Potter. It's yeah, he
4: could be in there. Yeah,
3: and speaking could of be questionable just background. accents, uh, <laughs> when you cut to the airport in France, <laughs> yeah, you get the yes. uh, you know it, nowadays. When I was a kid, this was just like, oh yeah, of course they're filming this in France. Why wouldn't they? And now because <laughs> if you're in any kind I of know you know, fan of like indie movies from the early 2000s, you're instantly like, that's Hope Davis. What the hell? Why is she here?
0: And why is she doing this outrageous
3: French accent? (laughs) (laughs) I'm very French.
0: (laughs) Yeah, all the um, Uh, Paris airport scenes were filmed in O'Hare in Chicago. So they they landed in the same airport where they took (laughs) off.
2: Oh my this god! A, they never even noticed the yeah, whole that's time. Amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> they just is, went to the international terminal. They just went they went to one international terminal to another.
0: <laughs> it's like, this they did put signs in French, but other than that, it's uh, it's moving
2: magic. Yeah.
0: No. But, uh, I, but I,
2: yeah. I I I wanted I wanted to say because we were talking about a little bit of American Airlines in the first episode mm. how. They have to juggle the American Airlines because clearly American Airlines is definitely a sponsor of this movie, so they can't make American Airlines look incompetent. They have to look look like, like it's physically impossible for this airline to like <laughs> grant you this service, and like we have a two day thing you can hold, and we'll try. And so it's because it's like they can't because they can't make it like um like planes, trains, and automobiles where the customer service is so annoying that our character like completely just screams and flips out at them. Right. Like or like she does with um Tim uh with Tim Curry in the second one, where it's like the com- and so <sighs> incompetent, so they have to make this woman just feel like it's physically impossible for anyone to leave this country right now at mm. this th- holiday time.
3: I would love if the to the you know the tie in the John Hughes universe. <laughs> they actually had the lady from Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. In France,
6: with a French (laughs) accent.
3: It was just the same actress with like a (laughs) beret.
0: I'm
2: so sorry. We cannot do that. (laughs) Clack, clack,
0: clack,
2: clack, 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 (laughs) clack.
0: That's funny because there will be a tie-in. Just to set up, there will be a tie-in with Planes, Trains, and automobiles coming up. Uh, later today, oh, yeah, so it is. Yeah, uh, the same universe. Now mm-hmm.
3: oh. I just was well, now I'm just getting picture that woman going like "Je suis righteous, dude." And it's like oh, she's the
0: same character <laughs> from Travis Bueller as
3: well.
0: <laughs> I, I wondered if that was the same person. I thought, yeah, um, yeah. How do you say "you're aft" in French? <laughs> Why on Nile?
1: Was doing his impression. I paused it, and I'm like, "This is I can totally see outside the window. That this is totally O'Hare because I I go there a lot." So I can just tell this is O'Hare. I'm you mentioned it. <laughs> it's so obvious.
5: Yeah. yeah, this was if this was France, the Eiffel Tower would be right outside the uh, the airport. <laughs> That's right.
2: <laughs> Honestly, you actually you, you this shot they could have. You think you, they would have built a fake set with a with a, just a, a a matte painting or something in the background. You know, you think they would have done that at least to try and make it look different. So you're like, Oh, here it could be the O'Hare windows, but at least a little bit more, uh, something in the background. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't you hear the accent? <laughs> They're in France. <laughs> no, seriously, I mean, that accent gives it away. It did fool me for all these years until you guys mentioned it because I was like, Oh, yeah, but I was in O'Hare once, and the whole time I was just going, Wow, the Home Alone family ran through here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, is, is that a bad accent? Because I work for a french company and i'm in a i'm in the united states but i work with a lot of french people i talk with them on the phone a lot it sounded real to me
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, to, to be fair i think i was being harsh on it earlier it's, like, it's a pretty decent accent yeah i don't think actually. it's too bad
5: um can we talk about hope davis oh well yeah, absolutely was, did uh, anyone else have a crush on her in like 1999 when she was doing arlington road in mumford Oh yeah,
3: yeah, very much so.
5: Oh, yeah. Even up like up and through
3: American Splendor, I was just like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I have that kind of stuff. Uh Also, should mention too, uh, as is our want on Bat Minutes, uh, Hope Davis does have Batman connections. Well, I should I'll throw in here quickly because uh, of course she was in About Schmidt with Jack Nicholson, who was the Joker, <laughs> uh, and then her film debut was in Flatliners, which was directed by Joel Schumacher, mm. which uh, we might yeah. we may be talking about quite a bit uh, in the in the next few months
1: that's me that's, that,
6: that was the <laughs> only two.
1: it's all connected a okay. yeah, movie. Right. I always forget the title but I actually like that
0: movie I
6: love <laughs> <laughs> it
0: so let's uh, head back to the US of A and little Kevin McAllister is cleaning all his parts
3: <laughs> This
0: struck me just
3: in this watch through knowing because I just thought this was a, a weird practice he was doing and then for some reason I was thinking like this is 1990 Mm -hmm. This would have been, like, the height of, like, Twin Peaks mania. It struck me as a very Dale Cooper-esque kind of thing. Like, he could have had a little dictaphone. He's like, Diane, I woke up this morning and decided to watch all... You know, it's and the way he's slicking back his hair, too, was kind of like, they could have had a scene of Kevin watching Twin Peaks the night before. He's a mini-stockbroker. He's about to go into work. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm sure that's what they were going for, but that kind of... (laughs) If I had to retrofit anything, I'd be like, have a scene of him watching Twin Peaks. Like, he's not supposed to because he's a little kid. And Mm. then the next day, he's all, like, into slicking his hair back and, like, dressing (laughs) in a suit and stuff in a trench coat. (laughs)
2: Yeah, I had two thoughts. One was maybe commercials. Like, he's kind of spouting off things he heard in commercials about these products. So he's saying, like, I'm doing this because, like, I'm playing an adult. But also, he's psyching himself up because he has to leave the house today to do chores. And so he's like, I gotta like sound adult to myself. I gotta psych myself up in the mirror so I yeah. can go out and get a toothbrush.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean he couldn't even pack his own bag from the beginning, and now right. he's slowly, you know, learning to live on his own. I mean, as far as he knows, his his whole family's still gone. Yes,
2: yeah. that is so, very important. We have to always yeah. remember that. He he does not think his parents are coming back, he thinks he wished them away. Yeah, and right. he is, this is his life now, and if he doesn't do it, he will <laughs> die. <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> So do we think, did Kate actually pack a bag for him?
0: Like, in addition to his toothbrush, all his other stuff is missing as well?
6: Oh, I
1: mean,
0: that makes
6: oh, sense. I never, I never I
1: made
2: the about connection. That. That's a yeah. good call. A, his luggage isn't there. You're right. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, his luggage might have been, like, in her room. Like, uh, they said, like, mom's going to pack a bag for her. It could have been, like, if they didn't realize on the plane, it could be that Home Alone 2 scene where if they didn't make it then, it would have been by the baggage carousel. They would have realized he wasn't there. Yeah, yeah,
6: yeah.
4: yeah.
2: So that's right. Another thing, his tooth because his toothbrush is gone. So because his mom packed, it's in France right now, right? With probably like his favorite
4: color. I mean, and through this scene, of course, the famous, infamous when he slaps his face. I mean, everybody remember this was everywhere yeah, back in yeah. the nineties. You cannot watch TV without seeing that his face. You know, and with that's the
0: same presumably
3: he didn't actually shave, so right. therefore the aftershave joke doesn't really make sense because it wouldn't be that painful and you're just (laughs) just (laughs) patting your bare face with that it has to be the reason it's sore is because it's seeping into the open cuts in your face and stuff
0: Mm. yeah yeah has anyone tried this like putting aftershave after nine
5: as a kid sure yeah did it it sneak into my you know dad's cologne and and aftershave stuff just to feel like an adult or whatever and yeah, but I don't remember ever having this reaction because yeah, obviously yeah. I hadn't, hadn't Maybe he just did shave. shaved my face. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, what if he uses his dad's electric razor? Like what if his dad actually forgot to pack it and he was like using it so it's he's got like light nicks but not like heavy like heavy scars? I don't know. Doesn't At the end help. of the day if he's
1: eight, what facial hair does he have to <laughs> shave? Like, <laughs> you have. Oh,
2: no, <laughs> you're right. No, you're absolutely right. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's a whole thing. Like I have to be an adult, I, and adults do this. They take a, they take this electric buzzing thing, and they rub their cheeks with it.
0: Right. Um, he's just going through the motions. I mean, again, like we said, he thinks he's got to do all this. This is
4: what an adult, quote unquote, is, yeah. and he's got to do it.
0: He's the man of the house. Mm, that's right. shave his leg as well. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's got to be the mother and the father. Why? He's one, one there. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> um, real quick going back to just him talking to himself and stuff i I think it really works as him narrating his day and, and that sort of stuff because thinking about it when I first saw this as a kid like I understood what he was doing you know mm-hmm. I, I think it really makes sense for a kid's movie when he's the only character you know that he basically interacts with other than one or two other people you know to have so much of him voicing what he's doing i think makes a lot of sense for a kid's mm. movie
1: you know what else well, my, my son is 11 and he kind of narrates whatever he does on his own because okay. he can yeah. so this is a kid thing it's nothing to do with anything
4: else <laughs> yeah i mean and you make a good point i mean he has to i mean it would be 40 minutes of silence just him going through a day if I didn't have him narrating
2: <laughs> yeah i wasn't sure when he said pack my bag like is that him saying out loud the hallway or is that uh, a, a thought that he's allowing the audience to hear because really he's not saying no. to anyone in particular. And hmm. you're right. Right. The, the, the reason he's probably talking to himself is because no one's telling him to shut up. He's not being threatened by his siblings. Just right. shut up. Kevin. <laughs> so now
0: I kind of oh, want the version the of this movie where it's like the live action WALL-E and it's just silent <laughs> Kevin
5: going through his head. <laughs> <laughs>
2: just mute the color too, like get really artsy with it.
5: Right. Making uh, of a serial killer.
2: Yeah. Like,
3: yeah Gus, Gus Van Sant's uh yeah. homo. Oh there you
2: go. <laughs> it turns an American psycho. You could do that with Macaulay Culkin now. Yeah, it turns an American psycho real fast. Mm-hmm. You might think there's a Kevin there, but I am simply not there.
5: <laughs> yes, my family is gone. <laughs>
3: uh should give a special shout out to to the the cologne, uh because it is in fact brute. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, the, the the official cologne of movies of the nineties. Uh yeah in the it's 90s always, my dad whatever yep. <laughs> yeah it's one of those things now like it's because it's so sort of cliched as a cologne it's kind of become a bit of a joke if you buy brute in a weird oh, way
5: i feel nice. like the,
2: the bottom of the bottle should just say your dad bought this once when you were little <laughs> like it's the same, and it, this is this yes this is the same bottle you're like you've never seen a, buy a new bottle of brute. it's always like there's that brute bottle it's just been there for like 20 right. years <laughs> <laughs>
3: It's like every time I go to visit my dad, he's always emphasizing, like, oh, make sure to use the fancy colognes and stuff, because he never does. So they're just lying, gathering dust. He's like, I don't use them. But he, said, he keeps saying to me, like, you should be, oh, no, make sure to use that. the it smells really nice. It's like, well, why, why isn't it used up? Why aren't you using it? He's like, oh, I don't use it on special occasions. It's like, oh, I'm just walking down the street. Why the hell would I be wearing yeah.
0: <laughs> I think your father's trying to tell you something.
1: <laughs> Take trying to you. by smell. You gotta find your by your smell, so that could be it too.
0: Right. <laughs> your personal odor. And now
4: Kevin goes climbing his brother's uh, wall, I I guess,
2: of shelves. Yeah, shelves. I mean these are quite high. I they I mean these shelves go all the way to the ceiling. I mm. assume I assume Buzz uses his trunk to get to that. That's why I assume goes it, it like it, Yeah. i have to ask. Did you guys? Maybe it, it's in the beginning of the movie. Is this
3: Buzz's room alone or does he have to share it with somebody? That's I a think big he, house. I think
5: all those kids have their own bedrooms. Yeah.
3: That's one thing I've, I've started to, um, as I became an adult, I think I've talked about this on one of the other shows you guys did. Uh, like I've started having a, a real thing about like the, the John Hughes movies are so emphasized on the upper upper middle classes like yeah. when you have no money yourself you start you start getting a little bit of like what the hell like because <laughs> i remember yeah, watching dope. father of the bride and really hating steve martin because he was so rich in it and now <laughs> i look at the McAllisters, it's like look look at all this like needless decadence there. this yeah. huge right.
4: house well, how
3: much money do these people have i could never <laughs> afford that house in my wildest dreams well, because this is
0: basically something out of Goodfellas. I mean, the father's a, a crook because, yeah, don't get the impression this is a Midwestern American house because this is not typical. But it's uh, we talked about it earlier. It's a five bedroom house. I think. Yeah, it's so, five bedrooms. Assuming the parents are sharing a room, there's there's rooms for all the kids to have their own. Yeah.
2: Um, now, nah, I still think a, the sisters I think the sisters bunk together, Jeff. And Kevin bunked together. Buzz has his own room. Yeah, that's, it makes I, sense I, for Buzz to have his own that room. That
1: makes sense for Buzz to have his own room. And he is the looks oldest. like just one person being in this room. There's no way this room being shared by anybody.
0: No. But this, this is, bedroom is huge. I mean, is this yeah, like a no. Regina George situation? Kick the parents <laughs> out of there. I mean, we know that's not true because we've seen the parents' room. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. Which, which seemed to be a smaller bedroom, but it had an ensuite bathroom. Hmm. But just, in terms of a, just the size, where the bedroom, this is have you, bigger you guys, than my room now as an adult.
2: There's definitely a guest bedroom that that um that Lenny and um and uh, Frank shared you know last night. Like they had that a guest bedroom, which is probably like virtually probably the same size as the the master bedroom. And then mm-hmm. yeah, you have three rooms for those kids.
3: So, you know, have, have you guys posited any theories as to what the McAllisters do for their money? Because I know there was an online article going around like a couple of years back, <laughs> like really trying to emphasize like. John Hurd is a drug mule. Like, that's the only way he can afford this. That's why he's traveling to France and stuff. I Actually, it will come up later in in, um, this section. But you do also see that they have, like, three mannequins about the house. (laughs) So
2: I was like, maybe they're fashion designers? (laughs) I think the mom is big in fashion. I think she is because the amount of clothing...
0: I don't think it's in the movie, but it is in the novelization that they, the mother is uh you know fashion designer and that's why they have all the mannequins. Oh and right. the father is obviously oh. some mid-level organized crime. Right, to, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, don't I don't know, know if Bosco you guys think he's busted open parking meters and stuff. I don't, I don't know if you
3: guys have seen uh Home Alone Four, where they go back to the McAllisters, only it's all different actors. Yeah. And as a kid younger than Macaulay Culkin, playing like Kevin. But, and they have French Stewart as the Daniel Stern part. It's very, very strange. But yeah. one thing I remember about that movie is that the McAllisters are divorced at that point. Mm-hmm. And then John Hurd – well, it's not John Hurd, but like the the dad has hooked up with a woman who owns a mansion – and is having the whole plot line revolves around there's a royal visit to her mansion and all this kind of crazy stuff. So now I'm thinking like maybe John Hurt's actually is a bit of a mooch. Like he just he gravitates towards very very rich women and then just latches on.
0: And, just, and then like, when they
5: run out of money, team. he leaves them for someone yeah. younger and richer. <laughs> I think setting up franchises. So
3: maybe that was a happy. He, he sucked Catherine O'Hara dry and then he moved on. He's like the Aliens in
0: Independence Day. He just comes, <laughs> moves in. Yeah, that completely, was completely.
5: Well, this is a of family O'Hara.
0: of. I mean, I don't know the medical term. I don't know if they still use the word psycho. But in addition to really mistreating their younger son and just being jerks, Mm. what kind of nut can sleep with this huge spider in the room? (laughs) (laughs) I would not close my eyes once with that thing anywhere nearby. I think it's terrifying.
1: Absolutely terrifying.
0: Yeah. And I know, like... I, I know technically they're not really dangerous. This tarantula is not particularly poisonous and not prone to trying oh, yeah. to eat people. But I just – I don't like spiders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just a sweet, thing. But
4: you do see from the end of the movie, it's like Kevin doesn't really mind them
0: yeah, at he's all. He's the hero. He's the hero but That's of the movie.
3: true. That is true. Because <laughs> I'm currently living uh, – we have a one-year-old in the house. And one of the things like we're really <laughs> trying to do is like – emphasize to him not to be scared of insects mm-hmm. but it's weird because his dad is terrified of spiders so whenever we see a spider we're always like oh no it's just a little spider and he's like but his dad's there just like yeah there's nothing there's nothing to worry about he like just sees <laughs> abject terror in his face <laughs> and the kids just look at him confused like why are you so scared of this whole tiny thing and he's like no, i'm not scared i'm not scared at all what are
1: you talking about <laughs> so i've got no chance
4: <laughs> but but again as we this as we see the spider here and he's climbing again it all come back everything is uh set up and paid off as we discussed the thing in the
0: first part yeah another great john hughes setup that'll uh you'll know, pay off mm-hmm. by the end
3: I, I do wonder how many times a week daniel stern is asked about that tarantula because <laughs> you know every other random person he meets who are like oh you're the guy from home alone oh what
0: was that spider real <laughs> like you just know he gets it all the time do like, people must just be- throw spiders at him in public
3: right. like that'd be good, a good halloween costume
0: actually you know <laughs> Wallace sean gets inconceivable and he gets spiders
3: that'd be a good <laughs> halloween costume actually just go about like in the brown coat no shoes on and just have a spider attached to your face
0: right like, I'm, the guy, I'm the guy from Alone. that's a deep cut there you go well halloween's <laughs> coming up here in the u.s so um i'm sure lots of people will do that yeah.
3: <laughs> I might do it myself now.
4: <laughs> just, I think you were just like homeless more than
5: anything else. Just like a jacket walking around. There's a there's so much stuff in this like like I don't I don't have any uh, familiarity with a bedroom like this because my my version of this bedroom would be like action figures and and mm-hmm. comic book stuff and cartoon stuff. This is all like a sports bedroom. Yeah, yeah but yeah, like I yeah. had cousins that had rooms like this with sports posters and. You know, that sort of stuff and trophies and all the sport figures that he has on the top shelf and stuff. And uh, Yeah, I
0: think it's uh, is that idea, like Thomas, the uh, Detroit Piston number 11. And it looks like a catcher's protector thing, chest protector hanging on the chair. Yeah. Next to the desk, that is a typewriter. Oh, yeah. Which back in
4: could sometimes, be, uh...
3: you know, sometimes Buzz is feeling inspired.
4: And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: That doesn't make sense, right? My dad always had like a word, old fashioned word processor that I used to use all the time at this time of day. So that makes sense, time wise. Yeah,
5: it'd be great. I love the. Uh... This makes sense because yeah.
0: this time, I think when I was in high school, well, I graduated in '89, but I think '89 was around the point where they had us start typing our papers for school instead of handwriting mm-hmm. them. And uh, as like an act of rebellion, or I thought it was rebellion, I said, "I'll type it, but I won't use the shift key." <laughs> <laughs> So I I did my papers all all in uppercase, which I now realize I was just shouting my (laughs) reports.
4: (laughs) And think about it. In this house here, are you really gonna give Buzz the computer? I mean, like you give the computer to one of the uh, honor students. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Buzz here, take the old typewriter, type yeah. out whatever you need.
2: I think I think Buzz sits there and he types out like what he's going to say. He's gonna call in the sports radio and then give them like a whole <laughs> about what the Chicago Bulls did that week. And he's just like it's a manifesto. It's like it's like a uh, big fan with a uh, pat. Yeah, big well, yeah, <laughs> fan. Yeah. Yeah. I have to
3: say uh, I I I'd like to believe that there's a a deleted subplot where Kevin finds Buzz's poetry and he's all lining up to like oh if he ever comes back I'm going to make such fun of him and then he reads it and like, Kevin's crying cuz it's so beautiful <laughs> <laughs> <And Kevin's> like,
5: <laughs> he just Kevin a no character <laughs> no because as Buzz sits there he, you know he would be looking at that poster for inspirado, and it's just the poster at the hey, top hey, says, "I want it all now," and it's got like a Lamborghini, a surfboard, a beer, and a you know lady in a bikini on the beach it, so no one wants to read that poetry
0: uh, well, The thing feels outward he has to express like the the stereotypical macho image right you know, he's the oldest son he's got to be a man, but inside he's got He's just got a lot of feelings.
3: Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, did, uh, I did find out this month, which I was just like, oh, I'm going to use this as like icebreaker trivia for the rest of my life. Uh, but uh, I was watching an interview with uh, U.S. treasure Natasha Leone, mm-hmm. uh, And she was mm-hmm. saying that apparently her first kiss was, was Buzz from Home Alone. Like she, she <laughs> co-starred Dennis the Menace with him. And she's like, yeah, on the set of Dennis the Menace. Uh, I think she calls him. I can't remember the, the guy's name. Like Dev, Devin. Fitzgerald, yeah. Or yeah. Um,
5: Devin Rattray. Yeah yeah
3: and she's saying like oh yeah we're still friends because he's in uh, russian doll with her and stuff but she's like yeah i was in the set of dennis the menace and we we kissed on screen that was my first kiss and stuff but it's just like Mm -hmm. so weird like buzz from home alone is natasha (laughs) leon's first ever kiss on the set of dennis the menace it's like i'm putting that one away from like anytime like Mm -hmm. when my whole um it doesn't work outside the uk because my usual icebreaker trivia is like did you know that ken barlow's dad or Ken Barlow's son from Coronation Street in the UK is Bruce Wayne's dad in Batman Begins. Uh, and over here that, that trivia kills. But outside the UK, nobody knows what the hell
2: Not a thing. <laughs> yeah, well, so it's like, crickets. did you know it was Yeah, times
3: yeah. It was? It was Buzz from Home Alone.
2: <laughs> yeah, no one will ever hear any of, anything, any of this. <laughs> not, now you just lean in to be like, Michael Keen likes to get nuts. And we all just start clapping like, yes! He <laughs> <laughs> set the
5: line. <laughs>
0: Well, this is a good movie cuz they say the titular line a bunch. Oh, no, yeah. one in this segment. Yeah. But there's a there's a few so my son's home alone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
4: So the So Kevin basically leaves the house now.
2: Through <laughs> out the back into
4: door. the rear back, back door, door. yeah.
2: He, he's like sneaking out. He doesn't want anyone like
5: to follow him and stuff. Right. He's he's
4: paranoid still.
5: Mhm. Have you guys talked about that back door section of the house? No. Not explicitly. It was uh, the house didn't have this uh, back little section, mm. so they had to construct it. And I think that includes the back kitchen door, the window, the all the brick facade, and the stairs leading down to the basement. Wow, mm. Mm.
3: interesting. Yeah, it's kind of like um, Chekhov's stairs as well. <laughs> they kind of do the same thing in The Exorcist when, like, they have scenes of people looking at that big winding staircase, like that you know is going to be a thing later. But this is like it's almost as if they're setting like Chris Columbus is like, We need a shot of those stairs, just to be like, Okay, we make sure they know that there's a back door and it has a big steep incline of stone stairs. Mm-hmm. Just because you'll need to know that later. <laughs> yeah. just, I,
2: I, it flows so well. Like the house flows yeah. so well that the kitchen would be the back door to the to the to the garage, to the an exterior basement, to the um to the trash cans. Because mm-hmm. like where else is the back door then? Yeah. And right. like I've been saying, each
4: each segment here, I mean, just the way, like you were mentioned, I mean, at the end of the movie, when you need to know everything, you've already seen the stairs, the back door, yeah. like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just go the end and you just, you don't have to worry, well, oh, well, where is he? Is he in the kitchen? Is, oh, well, where is that? Mm-hmm. It's like, you've been through <laughs> the house a hundred times.
3: Yeah. The, the film is really good at like laying the groundwork. Because right. again, even with the tarantulas, like that tarantula later, even when they're talking at the beginning that Kevin's like making things out of his dad's fish hooks and stuff it's yeah. like this kid's handy like he knows how to make stuff mm-hmm. so that's just laying that in right from the get-go that like so later on you're like oh i guess yeah it makes sense that he would he could conceive of these traps because he's already been making weird stuff
2: apparently before the film even starts and then the the murphy's house like it's just a quick hop from his backyard or you know his backyard to their house he could yeah. easily get to their house he could s- easily see the vans there Mm-hmm. Um and Murphy was the kid who walked up
5: and annoyed the, right. the kids when they were going to leave. Yeah, so- a, mm-hmm. yeah they do I a great the job move. of like laying out this neighborhood. They 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 use the hell out of like these exterior shots that they use. Obviously, this real location. I guess they they all the interiors of the house were built in a in a gym, like in in this town because it was all done you know, like you know here in the northern suburbs mm-hmm. of Chicago, I guess, and mm-hmm. um. So, yeah, they, they make you really feel like, you know, this this neighborhood. Even. Right. So it's really, really effective.
0: Yeah. So let's uh before we continue with the movie, let's get to know our our guests a little bit better. So uh, starting with Travis, Travis Bowe from
5: uh, Watchmen
0: Minute. Uh, so what's your history with this movie? When did you first see Home Alone?
5: Um, I definitely saw this in theater, you know, as a kid when it when it. Came out. Like this was a big movie. Um for you know, I was born in eighty three, so this was perfect oh, yeah. aid, you know, so I was seven when this came out. So um, and this was on like uh just heavy rotation on VHS. So I've I've watched this movie a lot as a kid. Um this I love this one. I love the second movie. Um yeah, yeah well it's so, just the right age. And that's things. about
0: it. In the uh <laughs> in the movie Kevin's eight. But in the novelization, they have them at seven. So you were right at that Kevin McAllister age. Yeah. And uh, we also have uh, Blake Riley, which I, I should have in- mentioned podcast at the beginning when I introduced you folks. Um, so Blake is from uh, Clerks Minute and the, the Blake and Sal show and a couple others I haven't mentioned. But uh, so when did you first see this movie? Is this a, you know a yearly tradition in your family, Blake?
1: I'm trying to remember the first time I saw it. I must have seen it with my family in the theaters. That sounds about right. Because this seems like the kind of movie my family would see. And my mother would complain to me, wasted money seeing it, and my dad would love it. So that, just, that sounds like my family. But no, me and my sister did watch this every single year. Like, this is a big deal for us to watch. So I, I, that's why I love this movie so much. And you did, by the way, miss D5 The Mighty Ducks, the current project I'm working on so today. Oh, go. yes.
0: Sorry about that. Yeah, D5 The Mighty Ducks. And if you go to uh, catandshawn org, find a link to my guest minutes on that show. Yeah,
2: I still think about that moment when, we were, when we we're recording for Ducks, and he just decks him. And he goes, "I did my job." I still <laughs> think about that. <laughs> what did you do to him? My job. Like, oh my god, he's a psycho kid. So listen <laughs> to that, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Yeah, definitely. And then uh, we also have with uh, us the. One- so, did this movie make it its way uh, across the? Well it did at some point, but was it there in nineteen ninety? Were you there in nineteen
3: ninety? I would have been three when this came out. And this was like I think home alone national phenomenon. It was huge uh i think it was one of those ones like i wouldn't have seen it in, in, in theaters obviously uh, I would have been far too young but um it definitely was just one of those films that was always on the tv and stuff always in heavy rotation and it was one of those things like even for i don't know now, nowadays it's like oh yeah it's a christmas movie it's only ever on at christmas but i remember been on like year round you'd be watching home alone in the middle of the summer and stuff um and one thing actually it was weird was that um because i was so familiar with it when i was a kid uh i haven't actually i hadn't actually sat down to watch it properly beginning to end as one single unit in like quite some time like i'd see little bits of it around christmas you'd flick it on for a scene or two and then move on because you know home alone you know it like the back of your hand Hmm. Uh, and then when i sat down last weekend to watch it like as a proper beginning to end movie i was astounded at how well it stands up as an actual film because uh, i was even i was just like surprised at myself like at the end i was tearing up when like the old man's like hugging his granddaughter i was like
6: oh, but, this is, but this film's really beautiful i didn't know about this <laughs> there
3: was all these things elements i forgot about. i was like no it's actually quite an emotional journey and stuff within it and, like you you really get in with the you know catherine, o, catherine o'hara's plight and, and stuff and yeah uh they, they, it is so well set up in terms of like everything that's in there at the beginning pays off at the end so it's structurally very sound as a film and stuff and um I completely forgot about. It. I remember that John Candy was in it, and I completely forgot that like his scenes really funny when he's like just talking about like like oh losing his kid at uh, the like, mortuary, and then just like oh yeah, well, well you know he he was fine once he started talking again, you know.
5: Later, he was fine. <laughs>
3: I was like, that's hilarious. How did I forget that what was a scene
5: in this? This movie has so many, like, great little subtle quotes. You know, it, it's – I even have friends now that I can just rip off a, a line from this movie. And just – it could be something, you know, just so irrelevant, like mm-hmm. from a treehouse, you know, that <laughs> – little things like that. You know, I could text a buddy of mine just that line, and he'll know exactly what I'm talking about, you know. Yeah. Mm,
0: I, I do the buzz thing, and it drives my uh, – <laughs> My wife Catherine. I don't think she likes it. just a little crazy, but when I'm uh, calling off a list, I'll do like one. Oh, yeah, B. <laughs> it's
3: weird. With like, cause I remember when I was a kid, I used to really hate Buzz because he was like the big bully character, and I was like, Oh, I hate that guy. And now watching, it's like, Oh, he's my favorite character. He's such an asshole, <laughs> like, and he's so he just looks like a like a real prick as well. And it's even like the buzz cut haircut and stuff. And he's like, Oh my god, and he's just. He is. He's a genuinely very, very funny. Like, the actor is great. And uh, we'll, we'll also give it as well. Because, like, you know, all these films starring small children, precocious small children, you would think like, oh, that's going to grate on you. And the mm-hmm. testament to Macaulay Culkin, he's great in the movie. He does hold the scenes like yeah. he is by himself for the grand majority of the scenes. And he never gets annoying. He's always just like on the right level of smart. You know, he's never too over the top of it. And he never gets too cutesy around
0: things like, no, this is, yeah. like
3: I don't understand why people like love this. And like, he got like insanely famous out of it and stuff.
0: Yeah. He's really good. A lot of times the kids are written to be really precocious. And then the, you know, all the adults Where here. It's like, all right, they made a mistake. They left their kid behind, but they're not, they're not otherwise incompetent. They're kind of realistic, you know, just over busy parents who have a lot of kids. And yeah. then he's, Yeah. The appropriate kind of intelligence level for you know, eight, nine years old.
3: Mm. I do love the like little details that would ring true for a kid. Because like I can imagine, like I, I was a very picky eater when I was a child, so I can imagine the whole cheese pizza thing being a genuine concern uh-huh. for like a nine year old. So and so it's like, yeah, that's totally what a kid would do. <laughs> it's yeah. like he would be complaining about the fact that they didn't order a, a, like a really plain pizza that nobody else would want but him. And uh, because he wouldn't want to touch anything with has anything else on it
4: and stuff, because he's a kid. Yeah, and, and all these details. I mean, this is why almost so like such a classic. I mean, it just it holds up incredibly well. Yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, one one revelation for me though was like, because it kind of like outside of this and Scorsese movies, Joe Pesci's <laughs> career is very dicey. Yeah. yeah, and it's like this is like the same. This is the same year as Goodfellas. And I was, I was kind of completely oh, forgot because wow. there was a picture of him in the hat. And then you see him by this Christmas tree. And I was like, Joe Pesci is bald as all hell <laughs> at this point yeah. in his life. Because I always think of him with the, the big Tommy DeVito hair from Goodfellas. So I was like, well, yeah. oh, that was a wig the whole time. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. That was a wig. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be a wig. Cause like, it's it's much thicker and more lustrous than the... Unless you're taking the piss on the fact that it's very blatantly awakened good Goodfellas and I just never picked up on it or something.
0: No, I'm, I'm being sincere. It never occurred to me. I mean, I knew that the same year. Yeah, I, I thought maybe know. this was... was <laughs> the Though my cousin minnie he's got a nice set of... Yeah.
5: Is that a way too? Probably. I think so, yeah. So so i, I you I'm you not Brian, bald,
2: Sean, Joe you and Bashi. Brian really just cancel your plans. We're not even in through Mitch Murphy's house yet and already my, you have a half hour left. I know. The whole <laughs> world
1: is crumbling. <laughs> <laughs> This is going to be impossible to have a heart out. There's no way.
2: <laughs> look, look, here here. How about this? How about this? I, we're talking, I want to get to Mitch Murphy's house because you know they're you know they're 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 so confident that they are robbing a house in broad daylight. Now, boom, yeah. Daniel Stern. We introduce him listening to the phone call from Dad calling the the neighbor, so they don't even know. They don't even remember that the neighbors, um, you know, they're away for the holidays, or maybe they do, and they're just calling anyway. Think about this. What's Daniel Stern wearing? Well, the Plaid pants and an overcoat? Oh, no, the obvious. What's Daniel Stern wearing right now? Oh, he's got the, 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 snorkel. like the goggles, like snorkeling guy. Yeah. Thank you. That's clearly a Christmas gift. Where do the Murphys go? Florida. <laughs> Great. A, a, a gift when you get back from Florida. Here's your scuba gear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just give it to, to the, give it to Mitch Murphy on the plane. You know, it's like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I we I had scuba gear. They did it purposely. He's like, here's your scuba gear. Why couldn't I have this a week ago? <laughs> Dad... Also, I hate those RC cars, the
5: ones with oh, the cord on it, because
2: you're like, ha, I'll fund them for all four feet. Ha, ha,
5: ha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had my- one of those as a kid and I didn't understand that when I cut the cord off of it <laughs> to make it go longer, it wouldn't work anymore. <laughs>
2: yeah, my friend had the he had classic Batman, but it's the corded one. So yeah. you had to follow Michael Keaton's Batmobile like all four feet behind it down the hallway. You can't get nuts. <laughs> you have
3: to one with the like Marv as well is just he's like destroying the house, like going around oh, yeah. trying to grab stuff with crowbars stuff. But they obviously have enough time that like Harry's sitting back playing with a kaleidoscope. Mm-hmm. So is it just <laughs> is it an indication that he's just an idiot? The fact that he's just going on
1: smashing things when he could be very it's, carefully
5: it's picking exactly up like, stuff. It's, yeah, it's just pure. He's it. just making
1: a big deal and making a big noise because he can. That's the only yeah. reason he's doing it.
5: Yeah,
2: it's just um, a, hubris.
3: Yeah. Have to
1: say like it's. You know, it's coming
3: up in this section, not to jump ahead too much, but like, you know, you'd think because Harry's kind of prepared to be like, and we know him as Joe Pesci who plays psychopaths in most movies. He's going to be the worst of the two because he's just like, well, we, he looks more dangerous and stuff. But like when he's actually admonishing Marv, the whole wet band thing, going like, it's a sick, it's a sick thing to do. And you <laughs> yeah. see later on in the movie, the level of damage, leaving that water on does to oh, the Murphy's yeah. house.
6: Mm-hmm. He is
3: way worse than Harry. The fact he is like destroying their homes. <laughs> Not just wrecking their stuff and stealing it. He is ruining, like, irreparable damage to people's yeah. houses.
2: This is why just- Harry goes yeah. solo as a cop. Yeah. <laughs> he can't bring Marv into a house. Yeah. Marv, would, Marv, would say, Marv would immediately start touching stuff. It's like, no, we're playing cops, remember? You can't just start touching people's...
5: <laughs> well, <laughs> think about think about uh, Lost in New York. They're walking down the sidewalk, and Marv yeah. cannot help but, like, steal every article of loose clothing. <laughs> <laughs> off anyone he walks by so, <laughs> Sorry. all right
2: so marvis we can say we can say is a kleptomaniac and i don't know what else but he's rambunctious something where it's like he has to like fiddle yeah. with things Like he can't just like let things alone he's like i gotta move this i gotta knock this down i gotta grab this it's just he's got like a disorder where he just he can't sit still
3: mm. here's here's a, 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 a head headcanon fan theory i'm gonna pause it oh like harry would be much more successful if he didn't have marv there and we know from oh, yeah. clearly the canonical Home Alone 4 that everyone's seen, of course. But uh, that's a, uh, of course. a
2: backdoor pilot. That's what we have to make sure people know. That was ABC trying to backdoor pilot a series. So that's why the movie feels uh, like it's two halves of a yeah. film. It's like they <laughs> attack the house twice is because that's supposed to be two episodes back to back.
3: But in that, uh, Marv is solo. So I'm going to posit the theory that Harry went solo by himself, was much more successful. Then he became Joe Pesci's character in Moonwalker, the big supervillain. He was Whoa. that successful. And the reason in that movie he's trying to get every kid in the world addicted to drugs is because he has a hatred of children born from his encounters with Kevin McAllister. There you go. Putting that down <laughs> is my personal headcanon. So that's, that's where he's going. In so
2: that's Kevin McAllister in the Black or White music video now? Like, that's not <laughs> that's not Coy McCulkin with, with Michael Jackson. That is... That is now Kevin I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, Exactly. <laughs> <and> Alien <laughs> Space Ranger. John,
3: the, the stress of the divorce, John Hurd really let himself go and became George Wendt. That's, that's <laughs> how that works out.
2: <laughs> My God. There you go.
3: All makes sense. It all ties perfectly together. It's all connected.
4: And again, I have to give the music, when, he's, when Joe Pesci's looking through it, another great one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. music which is, is so which, fantastic. Great transition to the uh, the pharmacy. Okay, Colgate. Okay, big brand. I don't know about you know this, now. Big brand in, in America, Colgate. Oh,
3: they yeah, can, the Col- Colgate's everywhere, I think. Okay, it's good. Just, it's, over here. it's
2: Colgate and Crest. If you're walking, you're like, I need a toothbrush. Someone's like, just use Colgate or Crest. Like, it's, yeah. they're, 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 they're fine standbys. They have, there's no way they don't have ADA because they would want to have it on because they're Colgate <laughs> and Crest. So if I can ask you, you're just, yes, just, yes. Two dollars, too much. <laughs> don, 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 don. It's really, the always, yes,
5: and that's, yeah. that doesn't matter. Always. Mm. I just love how, like, unprepared she is for the <laughs> continuing questions. <laughs> yeah, well, Could you please find out for <laughs> me? Could you
6: well, who
0: asked uh, that question? Yes. I
6: think
1: that question. That's yeah. what
0: But yeah. this it goes is back to the my... theory that when he was doing sort of his, his toilet routine, it's he's just repeating things he's seen from commercials. So he's seen a yeah. TV commercial for a toothbrush that said, oh, we're ADA approved.
4: And again, he thinks... I mean, this is it for him. This is he, He's yeah. alone. I mean, he doesn't know what's going on. He has to trust commercials and people at the store telling right. him if the toothbrush is worth trusting. I mean, he's pretty calm for considering his whole family's just been wiped out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I, will I, say, did uh, check, I checked at home to see if my toothbrushes had <laughs> the ADA seal of approval, and they did not. Are
2: no. You, you checked the package? Are you sure, Sean? Yeah, I
0: checked your teeth. I've got... Right? So, I never, I haven't bought a toothbrush in years. I just get the free (laughs) toothbrush when I go to the dentist every single
2: day. And I check the
0: package, and there's, I don't know if it's approved or not, but there's definitely no seal on the package. But a dentist Um,
2: gave you it. Like, it's (laughs) approved. Uh, a dentist.
1: A dentist. A dentist. A dentist so random. I just bought my son a toothbrush, and it's on the counter, and I'm looking at it right now, and there's no ADA <laughs> thing on the box. <laughs>
2: Throw it away. <laughs> it's not good for your kid. Throw it away. That's a no, hard 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 hard. Hard. I, I to ask, Like,
1: I'm hoping all you guys
3: have have gone electric these days too, because like, yes, I, I have. have yeah, because I bought way way a couple of years back. It changes your life. It's 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 really? so so much better to go
2: electric. <laughs> All right, I'll do it. Man, yeah, know. it's worth it. It's worth it. Fine. Holiday Christmas to myself. I'll get out to treat myself to an electric. Fine. Sure,
0: if you like global warming, oh, let's just burn
2: some coal. Come on.
0: You can't win. You can't
3: win. Have you, you noticed the, that they're really trying to push nowadays as well? I noticed it in shops that they're trying to push this charcoal toothpaste. Like oh yeah, brushing mm, your teeth yeah. with charcoal is
4: yeah, good I've for used you. it. It's in soaps and stuff. I see a lot too. <laughs>
6: yeah,
3: it's true so story. It really seems like one of those things. Like it's just it's just some dental company going like let's just tell them this.
5: And <laughs> just we like a, we'll make a couple ton million of off that. The over here. That's big. We call. need something to do with it. <laughs> let's <laughs> grind it up and sell it as toothpaste. Yeah, yeah, man, big it's big coal. <laughs> Yeah. So
3: more like I can see from uh, within the 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 gum selection in the shop too. They've got blackjack there, which is essentially the same as just eating charcoal because it's, it's the same effect of just like. This horrible black stuff in your mouth that just oozes black pus all huh. around your mouth afterwards.
2: That is that is that what is that what Danny had in uh, in Batman Return He's just like yeah. it?
3: <laughs> we did have a joke about that at one point, saying like, oh, he's probably just eating those Blackjacks huh. And then we were worried that it wouldn't translate over to American listeners because we're like, do they have blackjack over there? And it turns out, according to Home Alone, you guys do. <laughs> but we buy
2: our Crescent Colgate uh, toothpaste in the 90s. We didn't buy Blackjack. <laughs>
0: um, and then we also get our appearance of Old Man Marlon oh Shows God. up in a little uh, shop downtown here. How
2: impatient. How impatient is that man? Mm-hmm. They're clearly he helping the know. child. And he's like, no, 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 no. Handle, bloody hand on the desk. I need bandages now. I demand.
5: <laughs> I love that I <laughs> uh, just before that, we get one of my favorite... Um, interactions in this movie, and it's part of why I chose this uh, section uh, to to be a guest on. And it's just the Herb, yeah. <laughs> it's it's so like uh, familiar and comforting, and yet she's still annoyed as hell. Like Herb, I got a question about a toothbrush.
2: <laughs> Travis is like my people.
5: Uh, (laughs) it's just so so damn funny i don't know why and then in a few minutes you know this whole interaction's going on and he's slowly backing away with the toothbrush and and then the jimmy stop that boy (laughs) the way he reacts like does the physical comedy of like moving his head as if like his, his his legs are going too fast and his head is catching up to run <laughs> after him yeah jimmy <laughs> just like
0: corkshoes around
5: it's so perfect jimmy
2: walked out of a norman Rockwell painting yeah he's even I'd got like say, the, the shopkeeper's apron yeah mm-hmm.
3: i have to say like the old man as well really does himself no favors by like creeping yeah. up behind the kid and then slamming his bloody fist and like, of course <laughs> the kid's gonna be scared yeah
1: and what else is staring he staring at
3: he him with those he up, he big just eyes?
1: Stares him down. It's like, that's, what, what are you trying to do? Like, yeah. what yeah. are you doing? Now?
3: Well, this is the type of behavior he's up to all the time. I understand why his son fell out with him. Like, he's just going around banging your hands up. up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just you can and just-
5: you're going to terrify the, the, the neighborhood children. What the hell are you doing? See, I can kind of relate because, like my my grandfather was kind of this guy. You know, he he seemed severe, you know, and didn't smile a whole lot, and um, but he was just you know hard on the on the you know exterior. You know, just mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
3: I tell you what, I would absolutely love as a thing if someone would do it on YouTube or or, or something, a Star Wars prequel with young Luke going yeah. around Tatooine. And he keeps seeing it's just essentially the same setup of like Obi-Wan Kenobi is the old man. And there's a scene where he goes to buy like blue milk or something. And then Obi-Wan comes up behind him and slams down. And it's just like Alec Guinness's face
0: superimposed over this guy. (laughs) So then Kevin sliding across the ice. This is the pod race of
2: the this is what this is what Marley should Marley should have read the room. He doesn't you're right. He doesn't read the Either room th- at all. He should be like, you know what? I'll buy the toothbrush for the kids. Like he's a yeah. neighbor of mine. I'll he just just, just he, but he's like, no, I'll let this happen. <laughs> yeah. I'll let this yeah. <laughs> uh, thing on. Maybe be that,
3: t- cool. that would have been a good reveal afterwards of a cut back and his hand came up and there was the money for the toothbrush was underneath, and that's what he was trying to do the whole time.
2: Alright, we'll buy it. But yeah, it's it's just like he sees this going on, he's just like yeah, I'm just gonna let this whole thing walk. just he just hears the commotion outside. Now he hears like people shouting and he hears all this happening, and he's like, "I need my bloody bandage <laughs> now! <laughs> i got more streets to shovel."
3: <laughs> have you guys ever worked retail? Like, in have you ever had to deal with a shoplifter?
4: I've worked retail, but yeah, but deals. I've never had to do with a shoplifter yeah. um, <laughs> I
3: had a friend of mine who used to work in a supermarket, and I remember one time uh, he started chasing like some guy some like teenager came in and started like taking th- properly shoplifting and taking things off shelves and stuff and them and it was like random cans of stuff. and then so he t- like gave chase and then because he was like a young guy and the security guard was a bit older, he was out running the security guard, and then he was almost catching up to this this teenager. And the teenager kind of looked around, and realized it was just him, and then he turned around and started like flinging cans of tuna back at my <laughs> friends. Oh wow! And then he started chasing him <laughs> until he. Eventually, he was just running for his life until he turned around and was like, "Oh, thank God, the jobloft is gone now." Imagine <laughs> a horrible situation that I impulsively ran into.
0: <laughs> a, a budding vigilante, there. Yeah,
3: <laughs> I think he gave
0: up his cape after that. He's
3: like, "Never again."
4: <laughs> and again, why? Why he's running here? I mean, the just everything just holidays. The, the way they designed this movie, uh, there's nothing that's not Christmassy. Yeah. It's unbelievable. They have a little park and everybody's doing whatever. It was through the is. bows. The, the Christmas trees are just there. Well,
5: and they, they must have, I don't know what time of year this was filmed, but I mean, there's no leaves on a tree. So, yeah, they definitely <laughs> shot it in and around the. Late fall, you know, winter mm-hmm. time because in Chicago it probably snowed
1: in September, so yeah, <laughs> true, <year>. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not got the uh, the hallmark movie thing of just like it's
3: supposed to be Christmas, but the sun is splitting the rocks and it's <laughs> <Right>. very clearly <laughs>
6: <in> June,
3: yeah, like Lacey sweating to death under her winter coat, yeah. even though it's like July 4th or something, yeah.
0: But- <laughs> <laughs> this toothbrush actually plays a much bigger part in the novel. They uh, they actually have a part where Kevin brushes his teeth and then wipes the fingerprints off the toothbrush, and he says, uh, <laughs> "This is stolen. I better wipe it off." And then for the he's scared to go out, and that's actually why he orders the pizza. He's scared <laughs> to go out and to buy food oh. because he thinks the cops are still looking for him. Mm, that's I do have to yeah.
3: wonder how much – because we, di- we didn't go into that. Like he has Buzz's life savings, yeah. which kind of looks like, like it might be like bucks. 30 bucks or yeah. something at,
2: at most. And he blows on sports memorabilia. Like that's the thing. It's like all those things you know in the 90s. Like that's, fu- that's probably five bucks. That's this. That's that.
5: So well, yeah, we know he, he pays uh, for forever. The 1983 is what he pays at the grocery store mm. that – her right. saying "1983" is just just locked into my head, so we yeah. know he has twenty bucks for that, and he had twelve something, twelve bucks even for the pizza. Yeah, so thirty-two.
3: Yeah, and he got the toothbrush more for, for free at least.
5: Well, you say he had the money for the toothbrush; he was just
1: looking for, and then ran out of fear. So he had the money for that. Yeah,
2: yeah. Mm. yeah but that's like well, it's going to be a buck or two. So that's not a big that's not a big one. Mm-hmm. Um the bandages like uh, from what the uh, Marley was showing. He only had a dollar in his hand, and then bandages with the bandage. So I'm guessing a little tin of uh, band aids were only a dollar. So yeah. so I guess the toothbrush is probably about the same. True, that makes sense. Uh-huh. I He's not doing a good job
1: the running thing why, why run if there's a cop right there and you're terrified of the old guy and you have the money for the toothbrush <laughs> why run no. i don't understand that part i mean that's, it could that's be,
2: just it's fair man
3: yeah yeah i yeah. understood that within this town the police are just terrible because we've seen evidence of it already yes. it could be that if kevin's dad is in fact a drug mule. He's just like, stay away from the police.
0: Don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? My he's like, listen, them. son. You got to learn the two most never run on your friends. Keep your mouth shut.
3: <laughs> that's why he's so smooth. When Pesci's there earlier, he's just like, oh, am I
0: under arrest or something? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 see, see, we missed we missed the wink. You know, at that. That's why. Uh, that's why Harry's waiting around to make sure he meets Pete. Because this is all set up. You know, Pete set up, say, listen, I'm going on vacation. All my neighbors are going to be out. Like, he gave them the tip that yeah. these are the houses to hit. He's in on it. It's an Whoa. inside job. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> so
4: Kevin just basically runs away, walks home.
0: Yeah, and then he almost gets hit by the van. So we see um, Harry and Marv are leaving the and they're arguing about the... Uh- <laughs> About Marv just being a destructive jerk.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: you did it again. Didn't calling you?
1: card. That's what it is. It's their calling card. So yeah, dumb.
6: yeah.
0: Well, well, What's the line for Marv that like all the great ones leave. Does Marv think he's like he's one of the great ones? Because <laughs> I don't think he well, is. What's more dangerous I, though? Doing in
1: this movie, doing the web bandit thing or the sticky bandit, where he's just robbing everybody anyway. So what is like what's
5: worse for him? <laughs> the yeah, wet banding. bandits. <laughs> I, I yeah. do feel
3: like because if this is 1990, though, this is like the year after Batman mania. So <laughs> like last year, he's just like, oh, the flamboyant villains are the best. So in his mind, he's trying to escalate himself. Good
5: point. I didn't think about that way. Well, you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't think he thinks he's one of the great ones. I think he's aspiring to be one. Of the great ones. Right. Like, okay. This is yeah. like this is what's going to own mind. The great yeah. ones do this. So then I have to do this because yeah, yeah. I want to be them.
2: He thinks he's going to show up on like America's Most Wanted, I think. Like yeah. he's waiting for him to say, like, and we're looking and the greater
1: you know the goal is to be in the local paper and it says wet bandits and he's happy because yeah. he got over. You know what I mean? That that's a thing. <laughs> Again though the whole wet
3: bandits thing it's you know because you're sitting there like what, what, what's the point of putting that in the movie though overall just beyond the joke and then at the end it pays off it's like well we know We're exactly every here. house you guys have hit because yeah. you're the wet bandits <laughs> so that's it's great screenwriting
2: yeah so that's 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 uh yeah that's mar's problem he uh, you know he's very fidgety he breaks stuff he uh, does a wet bandit thing he's clearly got fingerless gloves because he's touching everything but, <laughs> but we see harry's other problem harry's like oh i saw 100 kids and i'm like yeah, that's a hundred witnesses that you were showing your face to this week. Mm. Like that's a hundred kids that have, like someone says, like, Did you see anyone suspicious? He's like, Well, no. Nah, the police came about. What do you mean the police came about? And then like, you know, they yeah. get a couple kids get composite sketches. All they have to yeah.
0: say is, yeah, you know the cop with the gold tooth. Right. Be like, there's no cop with a gold tooth.
4: And again, even that's great how you, the, he's learning this is the same guy I keep seeing.
3: Yeah. And that's why there's a real sense of panic at the end when John Hurd finds that gold tooth he's like, that cop had a gold tooth. As he even knows, he's <laughs> at my
6: house. Does he know?
3: He's like, going down, like shutting down the meth lab down, <laughs> down behind the, the
0: boiler in the basement. They're onto us.
4: Yeah. And then they follow. I mean, it is creepy just slowly driving a kid. Yeah. Like, I can understand this being, uh, trying to run away.
1: Oh, yeah. The, uh, feel like the- everyone's on vacation. There's a reason why this street is empty. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there would yeah. be no other reason why a street in Chicago would be this empty if it wasn't for everyone being on vacation.
0: Mm. So it is strange that Kevin is walking down the middle of the street, like you just got almost hit by the Something. van, and that was on the sidewalk, and now he's walking down the middle of the street. Like I think he's being kind of suspicious. What's this it's kid so- up to?
3: So, like I Maybe the like the, the, the reason the van's creeping behind him is like, oh, we can't speed up. We're just going to run yeah. over the kids.
5: Get right. <laughs> yeah. off the road. <laughs> I love the way the uh, music, you know, the, the tension just ramps up here. As, this as, is as, one of the best tracks on the soundtrack. Yeah. yeah. Mm.
3: One of my favorite it's lines so of dialogue cool. as well. The uh, Sandy don't visit the funeral homes little buddy. <laughs> <again>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
6: it's
0: so creepy. It's so, it's so creepy. creepy. When did Mark their, become uh, a pirate? don't visit
5: the i love their van that of... says uh, okay plumbing and heating mm-hmm. and yeah. residential work is our specialty and even the the phone number says jk5 right i don't <laughs> It's like the, uh, the Simpsons <laughs> FBI
3: van of, like, flowers by Irene and yeah. stuff.
2: <laughs> well, J.K. are the five on the keypad, so it's just like a fancy way of hiding the 555. Five, five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay.
3: That makes sense. That does make sense. <laughs> it doesn't sound so like, oh, J.K., we're not really flowers.
1: Yeah.
2: J.K. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> hey, before it was cool. Before it was mm-hmm. cool, right? <laughs> yeah, it starts for, just kidding, we're robbing you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Kellen
2: uh,
4: runs, runs to the church. Thanks,
2: it. Yeah. Well, the, the, so now oh, he
0: uh, really
5: smart. It's a smart move. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he's
5: smart throughout most of the movie. I think. Yeah, I love you, that, you, that they set it up with the you see the nativity scene, and you see that there's just these green you know curtains, um, and then the next time you see it, obviously he's hiding among amongst them, and it just looks so perfect with this mm-hmm. uh, hooded figure mixed in with the uh, the nativity. But. It's
1: pretty brilliant how he how they pulled that one off. It's good, yeah. And I like the fact that the had is not going inside that church to chase him. So we'll deal with this later, yeah. So
2: because because obviously, yeah, burglars can't enter a church. It's like a demon thing. You can't cross yeah. the threshold They're like vampires. Exactly. Yeah. Um,
4: and now, I wanted to ask you guys here. Now, apparently, Chris Columbus wanted him just to run back, as we see in this next moment here. He's just running, and then the studio required him to have Kevin do a little voiceover. Saying oh. like he's going to be ready or whatever his line is. Yeah. That, that, I, what do you, I I like, I mean, that's a tough one. I think him running, people would have gotten, I don't think you need the voiceover. I but yeah, I'll throw I it out to you guys. Never. What do you think?
1: I, I don't mind the voiceover at all. I think it works to set it up. I gotta remember this is a kids movie, so yeah. kids need to know what's going on. It's more explaining it yeah. for the kids than the adults.
3: Yeah. It did strike me as very like mandated ADR. So, yeah, like, that's exactly what it was. people to know without well, well, vision. So?
4: That's what I, yeah. need. I need. I need a director's cut with everything that Chris Columbus wanted in this Release movie. At least
3: the Columbus cut. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I <laughs> just
2: think it's, it just it it's just shows years. it's just another way of showing that like Kevin's constantly thinking. He knows they're going to be back. He knows that they're going to keep following him. He knows that the neighborhood now is like not safe. I, just, I, I I'm okay with it.
4: Yeah, it's it's but, not it's not yeah. horrible.
2: Yeah, it's
4: obvious. Yeah, yeah but you know, it's not you know, a horrible. Yeah the story
2: if, if 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 how about this I'll, I'll meet you halfway you don't have to have the adr but i want kevin to make it in the house close the door behind him and then kind of do like the looking up as if like he's like thinking about something and then fade to the night i'd be okay with that you do i looking up,
0: rubbing his chin
2: like hmm. something like that i'd be okay with where it's like he's, it's not just i can't hide well. in the house anymore like i just can't hide in the house i have to do something productive Right. Well, no, it works
1: because he's narrating everything anyway. So why not narrate this part too? So mm-hmm. I mean, sure.
0: And then I once again, I guess they explain a... it that he knows the Harry and mar were coming, so he wants That's to. Make, the... Once again, a nighttime scene, and every single light in this house is on. Yeah, <laughs> but
4: the house looks <laughs> awesome. Yeah. The way this house looks, it's it's just I love it. It
0: is an attractive house, it's symmetrical and everything.
4: Yeah. I do have a question, though. If if you're on
1: vacation, and I know the whole joke is that the, they have the timed um outside lights. Why have timed outside lights if you're not going to be home? I don't understand so that
5: logic. So
4: it looks burgers. like you are home. <laughs>
1: yeah. Discourage the so, uh, That doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> electricity. No, no, no. no. That was that is that's a th- still, that's a thing.
3: Yeah, that is definitely a thing. Like oh, like my dad always taught me to do that. I was like, Oh, yeah, you leave the front porch light on so yeah. people think you're in and stuff, just in
1: case.
4: <laughs> yeah, And the eleven hundred Christmas lights go on also.
1: Yes, it's just a small <laughs> town. I lived in a small town, so we don't have to worry about that. that, have and, to do with that.
5: and with a house this size and just it being at Christmas time, you want to show off your your sure, sure, well lit sure. house, and the only time to do that is overnight, you know you're going to have those lights on regardless of if you're home or not home. You, you want to show off that. Yeah. You know, perfect house lighting job. Keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this I is I about anything, that,
0: it's about uh, showing up the neighbors. <laughs> yeah. I did read that this
5: uh, neighborhood, it's like Winnetka mm-hmm. is where they filmed all this yeah. stuff. And it's supposed to be like one of the more wealthy areas. And so that's, that kind of adds to that. Like, this is what's why this house is so big. And they're, they're, they're well off as far as like, you know, having money and they can afford the first class (laughs) plane tickets for the, for the adults and Mm -hmm. this big house with all the stuff. So.
2: All right. So the light, the lights are on the house is is in a very rich neighborhood. So the, uh, so we have, yeah, our wet bandits pull up and just shadows of of people moving around the house. Hmm.
3: I mean, this was when I was like, oh, this has to be the only explanation for the people having three mannequins in their house must be that they're in fashion or something. Because why else would you need that in your I have a friend who makes dresses. She has one. Mm. And like, so why would you need three unless you were doing that for a specific reason?
5: Maybe. okay. here's a different take. Maybe she owns a little clothing shop and just it's a small Mm -hmm. store. It can't. She can't store all the mannequins there, so that's why their basement is full of mannequins. And
1: and, that makes sense. That does make sense. Yeah, because these aren't
5: these are not like dress forms. These these are not mannequins that you would construct a dress on. These are you know showroom or these are like display mannequins for wearing Mm. the clothes that have been created. Not you know these are finished mannequins. So. I, I yeah I feel like it's some sort of like maybe they own a store maybe she has some sort of you know or or it is
3: you know, a it is a pre-Amazon world so theoretically yeah. a small boutique could survive to uh <laughs> to yeah. you know produce the 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 amount of wealth to you know, live in this house, I guess.
2: Yeah, it's like you have a sentimental value for a mannequin. Oh, this is my mannequin. I got it. I can't throw the mannequin out. Let's we'll just put it in the basement for now. Yeah. Whenever we need I a guess, mannequin, we'll have a mannequin. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, so
3: Kevin knows that these guys. Well, he's surmising that these guys will be back, and he's got all this set up. And he'll be How wrecked. long has he been <laughs> doing this for? Yeah. Is
1: this his? This to be a kid. He's just having a good time at the same time. <clears throat>
5: That's the problem
3: Four hours or something. We're
5: just like, Oh my God, have they been here yet? Jesus Christ. I think that's the problem I have with it is not the, you know, we talked about the 80 yard line of, of when they come back, I'll be ready. Like to me, it's, he doesn't know that they're for sure coming back. He doesn't know when they're coming back, if at all. And so the idea that he runs home, sets all this stuff up and then knows when they've pulled up to, to, peek behind the curtains to see them drive away is that's looking at it. Now that's a little bit of a stretch, you know, as a kid never would have dawned on me that like, how does he come back to
1: too early? Is there like a camera set up that they know is going outside their house? No. Yeah, definitely wouldn't. They're they're rich. So who knows? Mm. Mm. I think though, he would have utilized that in
3: some manner. Yeah. Elsewhere in the movie. They would have worked it into the film somehow, but I do scoop. (laughs) This seems like this could be like, someone's version of hell though, just having this <laughs> with all these strings attached and put off all these things and have to do it for <laughs> hours and hours and hours. Because maybe, maybe these guys might drive fast.
5: It's yeah, funny because right? like as a kid, I I think this movie, it seems like he's alone for, you know, a week. But then watching it this time around, I realized that, that a lot more of it happens like it within the same few days. Like it's probably he's probably alone uh- for Two or three days. Yeah, yeah. You know, two hours maybe. Yeah. I
3: think even at the beginning of this section, don't they? They, they you know, hope Davis is trying to do like, oh, there's a there is a flight out on Friday. Friday, yeah. And then you find out, like, as soon as Catherine and Harry goes through hell to get home, that <laughs> that is the flight they got. That like,
2: so yeah, she so had the yeah you know, time difference between France and America plus the drive from Pittsburgh to Chicago. So yeah, it's like. There's another, like, at least day there of, like, when she finally, like, leaves France. She's still, like, almost a day of just traveling.
3: Mm. And, again, pre-mobile phone times because you think uh, otherwise, like, she's going through all this hell. Nowadays, if that happened, he would have been instantly like, don't go anywhere. We're going to get – we're on this flight now. It's going to be the same amount of time to get home.
1: Otherwise, I I was just mapping out Milwaukee to Philadelphia for obvious reasons. And um, (laughs) it is a 13-hour drive. So from here to there. So it's about the same. So there could be another like a like a sidequill
3: movie of just her journey with John Candy and the polka guys. <laughs> which I would love holiday to see traffic, quite frankly. Traffic.
2: Plus holiday traffic. Anytime they got near a city, you know, on their way there, you gotta deal with holiday traffic because everyone's doing the same thing.
3: Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Again, you could have had like there's so many opportunities, but you could have had that Candy's character be Del Griffith and then this, this she's having to endure like the nightmare journey that Steve Martin also had to go through <laughs> yeah. late with the same damn guy, except this time he's joined a polka band. So it's kind of <laughs> even worse. At the same time, at least it's entertaining. At least it's
2: entertaining with the music. You're not bored. For sure. yeah. He's not like pulling out stinky socks and stuff like, oh, boy, it's like we're in a closed box right now. That's not heated. Can you not pull out your socks? <laughs> um. So, yeah, so we have yeah, the Charles Barkley man, uh, uh, car. We're cut out. We got the two mannequins. Oh, no, Jordan no, 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 no. That was yeah. Michael Jordan. That was Michael Jordan.
3: <laughs> Ooh, I, the, the, for a second, because I was like, even I knew that was Michael Jordan.
2: I <laughs> don't I know say, anything you know about why?
4: American sports. Charles Barkley? <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's obvious who it was. <laughs> no, what did I say? Charles, Charles Barkley. Barkley. I said Charles Barkley? Yeah. You did. I did. T- well, <laughs> I, said, I said Bulls. I was like, yeah, Charles Barkley. It's clear. no, you're right. It is Michael Jordan uh what else we have yes we have yeah the the one on the the record player that's the one up in her bedroom i remember that that's in the very beginning of the movies i think she's they, they still might have that dress on it at the beginning of the film um here's the weird thing when he says they're come back from paris like he's like he doesn't believe it but then he says like let's come back tomorrow maybe they'll be gone by then so it's like are you insinuating the family comes back from paris and then flies out again the next day <laughs> like what do you mean by that harry
5: yeah, that make sense.
2: It's over. Like, the tune is gone, man. Yeah.
5: You got to mm. wait another year
2: for, you gotta for, a wait for the heat to die down. Yeah. Especially it's when just... the Murphys find out. <laughs> and the sooner that because after the Murphys, it's like,
3: well, that's a pretty sweet, you know, it's a pretty sweet score. But, like, I don't, there was never any indication at the beginning that, like, when Harry's looking around the McAllister household, that he's, like, seeing, like, this place is a gold mine. We have to get in here. Because it just seems to me more like, oh, yeah, that would be a pretty sweet house to get. But there's never I mean, any kind of like, there's a specific thing he like they could have set up a thing. Like maybe there was like a specific ornament or something. He's like, I know that that's worth like millions. So if we can just get into that house. It just seems to be more that he's focused on like yeah. getting I mean, in here. They,
5: they'd set that up earlier saying, you know, that there's probably cash and jewelries and maybe he even says like uh, security options or, or like some sort of implied yeah. like stock options or some sort of uh, financial gain else, you know, other than just cash. Mm. how's that big and he was touring it i mean like you said
2: in the beginning of the film he's kind of there for like i don't know 20 minutes just like no one's asking him any questions he's the one trying to ask <laughs> them recording so he he could literally have walked you know almost done a whole lap around the house probably before the floor, yeah. he was from from to the bottom floor yeah he's just going through the house with
3: the crowbars already <laughs> yeah. asking any questions.
2: When they were dealing with the pizza, like the one part where she's paying the pizza guy, he's in the other room. He's not even at the front door now. He's in he's in the room that currently Kevin's in, mm. just walking around, uh, probably um, looking at China cabinets. So, I, yeah, know, yeah. I know
3: the show has covered that scene already, but like in the rewatch, again, I think I've just got like as a, as a guy from, you know, I've not got a lot of money about me. I'm doing okay, but I'm not like I'm not McAllister wealthy. I'm just seeing the fact that like he's able to casually pay for like. That many pizzas, was it like one hundred and twenty dollars or something? $250. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yep. yeah. For one, well, that's well, a lot. with a good tip, like, which... That is crazy to me. Like with if I was with that, and
5: that's and that's like right before you leave for a big trip, which you would think all your cash would be allocated for. You know, you save this cash for for spending as needed in yeah. the airport. Or... That's what Frank says. Oh, it's all cashiers' checks. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Like, the only the only kind of people who have that level of money are like Tommy Wiseau and <laughs> gangsters. <laughs> like he must be doing something. Yeah. This guy.
5: See, I feel like uh, well, I didn't really mention this earlier when we were wondering what he does, or you know, I, I always got the vibe, the more of the uh, corporate lawyer type vibe from him. Yeah. You know, so he, he may still be doing shady acts, but it's not out and out criminal mm-hmm. activity. Yeah. I always saw him as just like a
2: businessman who's like, he does fine business, but he's yeah. just, he and the mom, they're just like, they're wobbly when it comes to parenting. They're mm-hmm. just, when they get home, they don't, they don't command their own household, but yet they're good in business because of how, of how, which they are. They clearly can afford this house, but like they, they just don't manage their kids.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uncle Frank seems like he would have, he would have got the bad end of something. Okay.
6: Like, okay. Yeah,
3: he's- He's such a dodgy guy. He's like, he, Uncle Frank's up to something, too. Like, I don't right. really trust that guy as mm. far as I can throw him.
6: Okay. So so yes. Why is
3: he coming on this trip, too? Like, he's such an asshole. Why would you invite him? unless? Well, I think it's, I think it's the asshole. McAllister
5: brothers, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's Pete. Peter McAllister is John Hurd, and then yep. his brother, Frank, and they're mm-hmm. going to visit their brother, whoever.
2: Oh mm-hmm. yeah, uh right. Georgia, yeah, Georgette and friggin' uh That's Rob. what they're telling the police. Rob.
3: We're going to visit our brother in France. Yeah. Uh whoever. <laughs> yeah, so Rob Monster and,
5: Rob and who we, we definitely know, our brother who definitely lives in France. We know they, from New York, Rob and his wife have a place in New York. You know? Yeah.
2: So they're they're doing well and they have yeah. they have three kids. There's uh twins that are in deleted scenes. We don't, they don't have a name for them, and then mm-hmm. the little boy here we see decorating the uh the um white christmas tree which i never like big personal never got big on the white plastic Christmas. same
3: tree. no
2: right. no yeah, it, not at all um okay so yeah we're talking about uncle frank bringing the shrimp out and then georgette's like that's for later okay i want i have a take but i want your takes first frank walks in with the shrimp and georgette says not nah, it's not the time go
5: i uh i love this would have been the perfect opportunity when we see that they're watching uh uh, it's a wonderful life like why not have them watching the angels with filthy souls in French like I think that's just uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe, the French, like French version is even,
2: even better there's yeah. no way Georgette would allow uh, that on the television exactly. you're not no going to let them watch that that's, that's definitely thing. not thing. <laughs> Yeah, her hair would have fallen out if she saw what to, what what uh, Johnny did uh, I kind of
3: got the impression too that the, the, the movie they're talking about at the beginning that uncle frank wouldn't let kevin watch was angels with dirty faces so yeah, then it was. would be like well we just we just saw it the other night why would we
2: watch it again no well, this is pg-13 i think he said i think that's what kevin said i don't think the movie frank was watching was probably was very violent i just think he didn't want or he just is not rated art or something like that i don't think he wanted anyone to bother him like i think he just wanted like alone time to he's not packing because that's the thing is uncle frank's not packing he's not helping his kids he's just sitting in the back room watching television while his kids oh. and everyone are running around. That's what it's like. That's our introduction. To Uncle Frank is that mm. he is like lazy. He is not helping Amazing. out. I took a hundred
3: percent. I was like, no, that's that's the movie he's watching. And then that's why Kevin specifically goes and seeks it out. Because he's like, oh, they're gone. I can watch this thing that he wouldn't let me watch earlier. I mean, that's so, fine. Uh, and, then, an and that's old, why he's, the fact he's yeah. so freaked out by it is it's, it's like just, oh Uncle Frank was right to, to send him out of the room because it did scare him.
2: Well, it is an old forties film or fifty, you know, forties film. So like you're right, like it wasn't there wasn't PG thirteen or rated R. Probably like they're like oh it's just parental guidance. Like a man get shot at much, but yeah, it's parental guidance. Like no problem. Yeah. So man, maybe <laughs> okay. So, but tell me about Frank and the shrimp. I want to hear your thoughts.
3: I do like the fact that he is again. Uncle Frank is such an asshole. The oh, fact yeah. he's very jovially. <laughs> sort of prancing about with his shrimp. Not a care in the world for Kevin. Just like, oh, whatever the hell. Let's get out the shrimp. Let's
5: let's celebrate. We're on holiday, right? Yeah, I, th- I think he just found the shrimp, you know, in the fridge and thought, hey, I like shrimp. Let's, let's do this now, regardless of the fact that it's, you know, reserved for, for later or whatever. It's just him taking it hmm. upon himself to say, it's shrimp time. <laughs> Is there more than that? Because there's so many of,
3: there's so many McAllister members. And then this small plate of shrimp, which I guess is probably a reasonable enough size, but like, are you going to have one shrimp? Is that it? That's all everyone like? It's just literally, it's literally just to have shrimp. Something I can't even tell you.
2: <laughs> These points are good. I agree. Here's my thought: like, Georgette's giving him a hard time about like you know, but the but the shrimp. But at the same time, it's like everyone's moping about in the in the apartment. Like they're not going anywhere, not doing anything. And like you know, half and then and then like some of our you know some some of the the, the siblings are kind of upset that like the mom isn't there or Kevin isn't there. So it's yeah. kind of like the Hollies aren't really complete right now. So everyone's kind of a little mopey. And like Dad's on the phone. Like he's not even in the room now. He's on the phone trying to make calls. So I actually don't blame Uncle Frank for getting the shrimp. It kind of like is a distraction. Like mm. hey, let's have some shrimp. Like let's just enjoy. He's,
3: it like he's got to kind of like the the time has come to laugh again. <laughs> just yeah, like, I'm, I, I'm I, gonna I, like elevate this room. Bring in the clown.
2: Think- yeah, I don't think he's, like, I don't think he's thinking selflessly about everyone. I think he is thinking selfishly. Like, I found shrimp, let's just eat it. But I yeah. think it's cool. I think it's, like, a, a, a perfect match of the two things. Hell, selfishness of the shrimp, but also, like, yeah, if I was, like, moping about and stuff, like, someone came over, like, hey, have some, have some cocktail and stuff, i go, alright, like, like, just kind of distract your mind a bit, like, just mm, eating some, yeah. like, you know, some, some shrimp and, like, because that's what it is. Like, Megan, like, is sitting there. She's not, like, enjoying their time right now. Buzz doesn't care he's probably i don't know if he, can we see what he's reading he's probably a sports mag yeah um but i, I a little I, world this entire time he didn't like, care about anything doesn't yeah. care about anybody else like
1: he doesn't I care. like buzz
5: buzz <laughs> and frank are like on the same page you know in a minute he buzz is gonna talk about you know he's fine he can use a little time by himself and if you if you know frank would be probably saying the same thing like what's the big deal he's gonna be in the house for two days you know Mm. only he doesn't go outside and, like and try these, and buy like- a toothbrush, he'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh,
3: I was thinking there as well, we do get the, the brief shot of uh, Fuller, uh, yeah. like mini Wallace Wells from Scott Pilgrim. Uh, um, I was saying when I was watching this on the night, I was like, I bet Edgar Wright's kicking himself. Because in Scott Pilgrim, they have a recurring joke about the fact that him and Scott sleep in the same mattress. He's yeah. like, I should have had a joke oh. about Fuller <laughs> always wets the bed or something. Like, I should have worked it in there somewhere. Damn, it.
5: Fuller, go easy on the Pepsi.
3: <laughs> I do wonder that Kieran Culkin, despite the fact that he's now established as like a you know a proper performer in his own right, I do wonder if he still gets a lot of people making Pepsi cracks at him and stuff, and like who will forever associate him with like that pit, that kid who wets the bed.
5: Yeah. I,
2: honestly, like he's hidden so much behind the glasses, and he's so little. Like I bet you people just kind of forgotten. Like they're like, oh yeah, Kieran Culkin yeah. he's the other. You know, he's the other Culkin. They're like probably like the only think of him from um, mm. Scott Pilgrim says he he makes such a big splash in it. Yeah,
3: yeah. He does have the unfortunate thing though of because he could he could go about in relative anonymity because like you know Scott Pilgrim is big, but it's not like the biggest movie in the world. Yeah. But the fact that he looks so much like Macaulay Culkin. If you just saw him in the street, you'd be like, "Is that Macaulay? Is he related to Macaulay? He looks low. Yeah. like..." It would be distracting just by seeing him on site, even if he wasn't famous. Like if he was just like some you know Joe Sixpack just hanging about, like working as a plumber or something, people will still be like, "That guy looks tons
2: like Macaulay Culkin." It's, it's weird. <laughs> so speaking, so now we have so some- yeah, so now we have some hard siblings here. Okay, so Megan clearly she's of all the of all like you know the siblings and the family mostly most regretful, but Buzz is like taking a time to like twist the knife almost in his opinion on Kevin because <laughs> he doesn't I don't know if you got this this is I, I, this is from episode one we found out Buzz ordered the pizza so Buzz was in control of what pizza came in the house mm-hmm. and I think that's why there's so much olive oh. pizza one mm-hmm. cheese pizza and my theory is that he rushed into the house into the kitchen took as much of the cheese pizza, either gave it off to everybody. And then when we see him fingering the cheese into his mouth, I think he's trying to scarf the last of the cheese pizza within minutes. So he goes, I got a cheese pizza, but Kevin says not anymore. Mm -hmm. So it's like, he, he doesn't have any guilt that he did the pizza thing. He, yeah, he goes, he goes, he's helpless, but at the same time doesn't care. It's like he could. Yeah. Our, our, yeah, your, your little brother could be starving because there is no food in the house because, we, we got rid of it all. Like we drank all the milk's gone. There's no, there's no pizza. Cause it's all got well, eight. Polished
3: off that Pepsi. Cop, yeah, Pepsi's
2: yeah. gone. So, so he, he wants it both ways.
3: Mm. It's as if something did happen to Kevin. You can imagine Buzz in therapy years later. It's like,
2: oh, it's all of my fault oh, because of the pizza. Yeah. He says right now, Hey, I'm not that lucky. Are you, are you saying <laughs> luck is your brother? You come home to find your brother like dead on the, at the bottom yeah. of the stairs, the broken neck. Oh, mm. thank God. <laughs>
3: No he would be much, much though I still think that within the 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 assholeish you know exterior of Buzz there there lurks the heart of a poet. So I think okay. he's putting on this bravado of the you know the the A2 and D list and you know like oh I ain't that lucky and stuff. I and then he's the just... little sliver you get at the end where he's like oh Kevin you know like well, he, yeah. he does give him the time of
5: day. Uh, I, th- only th- I think right now real buzz... buzz you get Oh sorry I think right now Buzz is just jealous that he's the one with his family and Kevin's the one home alone. True. That <laughs> point. The very Buzz good point. Buzz is at that age that he wants to be home alone.
2: Yeah. I want to be on vacation with his family at his, his age. Because, yeah, his experience with the real world is like, Buzz does not make his own meals. Buzz does not probably clean his own clothing, maybe. But it's like, I feel like he, most if for chores he does is take out trash and, like, rake leaves. I don't feel like yeah. – Buzz has really had experience in the real world. It's like, dude, you are an upper class, like middle school student, like going into junior high. Like you are, like you, you have not experienced the real world, my dude. Oh. <laughs> uh, so okay, um, uh, what else we should? Oh, should should we uh, go back, Mister Pizza. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So okay, he rushes. So yeah, the pizza guy rushes over, knocks the statue over again. We got a classic statue um, gag. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, is you- there more than three? Is there I know the joke is always do it three times. Has it been three times yet,
2: or are we gonna do it one more time? Uh no, this is the third time because I think it's, okay, it's cool. pizza, mm-hmm. then it's van, then it's airport van, then it's pizza again. Okay. Oh, I, I always yeah. know the
1: rule is three, so
3: I did appreciate the uh the, the logo, the no fiddling around, because it's yeah, Nero's Pizza Nero's. Nero. fiddled as Rome burned around him. <laughs> I thought it was like I don't know, maybe it's, I don't order in a lot of like take away pizza. Like if I have a pizza, I just go get a frozen one because I'm just you know, I just think there is good. as right. this this boast they oh. have here <laughs> of like twenty minutes or less. It's like yeah. that is an insane that's thing. That's the storyline. thing.
6: Mm-hmm. Why? Thing. Thing? Yeah. People oh, that's a, thing. I, that that yeah. does
3: not seem even vaguely possible. Like you couldn't to make a, a thing too order. Film movie there's yeah. a joke in the first yeah. movie about that oh well, but
6: mm.
5: the, even, even within the next I thought it would have been like 30 minutes or something like that 30 minutes yeah, seems 30 was to be 30 was the standard this is yeah obviously trying to also beat, think beat about dominoes. it
1: aren't there like um, the, those um, commercials earlier lately they were saying if you're in a 5 minute radius then we'll get you your food within 5 minutes Like um,
2: so maybe it's mm. like they're trying something here oh I guess yeah. Jimmy John's or something no, John, like that. there it is Jimmy John's the sandwich shop. Oh, we're so fast. But then again, a cold cut's fine because you don't have to heat any meat. Like yeah. you literally just oh. put a sandwich together. It's like as long as the driver's outside, you can make that sandwich in a minute and give it to a guy.
3: What's yeah. the thing though? If you come in though with like a specific order and they have to make that pizza to order, it's yeah. going to be within the guts of twenty minutes just to make the pizza. So it's like yeah. unless it, they're saying twenty minutes after we're done making it, maybe. But half like hour is reasonable.
1: It's yeah. to half hour seems a okay good place, to and depend on the drive and. You know, yeah. all
3: depends. But this this twenty minutes thing it was like you're pausing an idea that you'd have to have all these pizzas made already in constant rotation, <laughs> where okay. there's like heat lamps everywhere. There's like we have every type yeah. of pizza ready to go, and then as soon as one the goes, we make little another Caesars one.
5: Caesar's model, which this is kind of riffing on. I mean, that's uh, model now, but well, and, um, little Caesars. Um, yeah, little they Caesars. are very
1: they are very fast for making a pizza in like fifteen minutes. So yeah, They're very but fast also.
2: But also, like, I I can't handle Little Caesars pizza. Like, I just, sure. it it, ta- it's, it tastes like it was made in five minutes. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like, I remember Buddy brought it over and he was like, hey, man, you got the pizza like five bucks. And I go, it tastes worse than that. Like, it, yeah. it, um, but you're right. Ten pizzas in the beginning of this movie with all these toppings on it. You understand why he's rushing in 20 minutes. But this is one plain cheese pizza. Like that's it like it should be easy like I should like he shouldn't need to rush but he's still like r- like sort of rushing to get to the house
5: yeah, um, yeah I mean the oh, the, 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 the plight of the pizza delivery boy you know you're always rushing I think so I think it still that's works because right. he so, probably has two more pizzas to deliver in the car oh actually actually good point I forgot about you that know. good follow point mm-hmm. did but, uh, did you guys talk about little Nero's like I don't know if it again the first time it showed up. I mean, we, we, you know, we joke you a Nero burning the, the thing down. Okay. No we did a little bit of that, but so, like, I guess uh, in 2015, there was a pr- promotion for whatever anniversary of this movie. I guess that would have been 25th anniversary where you could order a pizza like in the Chicago area and Uber Eats would deliver a little Nero's, you know, box. Wow, or, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Just a promotion <laughs> for like the anniversary of this movie. And like, there's not, a little nero's pizza it's not like this was a local chain that they, yeah. that they used in the movie they made it up and then um i did also find like if you go on twitter and uh, look up at little nero's there's someone just you know that, that operates this account and for like three years in a row from 2009 to 2012 every like christmas time they would just tweet all the pizza related dialogue of this movie. (laughs) So starting (laughs) at at the beginning with, you know, whatever exchange there is about the price and the, and the pizzas. And then, you know, between like we talked about with Buzz eating the pizza Mm -hmm. and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. And and just all of it is, is cataloged three years in a row. And uh, you can also go to T public and get um, little Nero's, t-shirt you know or that design you can get on anything and yeah um, um, so what you're telling me is is that uber drivers
2: bought the clothing to be a near's pizza but you don't know where the pizza came from
5: yeah i don't know Uh, i don't know if it was a subtle like you know domino's promotion (laughs) where they dressed up their pizzas as little nero's or what but
3: it would have been great, though, if it was just like a, a mystery to everyone where the pizza came from. And yes, then they yeah. had one bite, and he's like,
2: Little Caesars, has it! <laughs> <laughs> pizza detective,
3: yeah. I'm on the case. Have, have any of you guys, have you ever worked as a pizza delivery person? Or have you known no. anyone? to? Because when I was in university, one of our friends was a Domino's driver. I think that's actually a lot of the reason why I order takeaway pizza is because I used to get it for free so often. Because he worked there. Ooh. It's like, a no, out of it's like I can't, I can't pay like 15 quid for a Domino's. I, I used to get it for free. I can't go back. But um, yeah, it, it's an absolute goldmine when you're a student and you have a friend who works for Domino's. Because every night you just pop back in and you just have any pizza that wasn't delivered or any orders that didn't get fulfilled or canceled or whatever instantly in his pocket. So it was just like you just got these free pizzas instantly. Uh, and I remember one time he came back with um, – a trash bag a full trash bag full of chicken dipper things uh like hot wings kind of stuff and like that was just us for the weekend <laughs> It was oh just God. like a full trash bag full of uh, of chicken there's a like, constantly in the oven and people were coming around because they heard about it and stuff <laughs> and we just ended up having a party based around this friggin giant bag of chicken goujons and dippers and stuff that was just laying on the kitchen floor it was it was a time to be alive let me tell you
2: uh- <laughs> Yeah, so I had two buddies that worked for back in yeah the uh, high school days. They worked for a pizza, uh, a local pizza chain, and the guy was really scummy. He was pretty much Uncle Frank, and <laughs> and like uh, I just know a lot of stories about like yeah, like maybe like uncleanliness of what he did. I was like, why don't you tell me? I would have never ordered from there. Um, but I just remember one story. They said like he had a fax machine in the back. They had a fax number. He never plugged it in, and then one day they like plugged it in, and like fifteen schools worth of faxes of pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> like, came through from like who knows when they were ever ordered. Um, that was like, wow, that's orders they never did. Uh, then obviously, wow. that guy, I think he owed money to Atlantic City, so like he left, and so that place closed down. Um, we just ran away, uh, because <laughs> I was money to load sharks. So they, like, they heard that a, a Pizza Hut was opening in the area, so they got on that. And so, the story they told me was that it was a new Pizza Hut, and like the managers were like new hires as well, and so everyone was new. And, like, they said the managers were just immediately starting to drop the ball, not, like, pestering anybody who wasn't doing their shifts and stuff. Managers were never around. So, like, my buddy Jay and Nate were, like, there was this one night. It was a Saturday night. And, like, everyone just, like, called out. Managers, like, no one was coming in. It was, like, the two of them. Literally just two of them in the entire place making the orders, hoping that, like, the drivers or somebody would show up. And they got to the point where they were, like, had all, they had, like, I don't know, four orders worth of food. And they were there for delivery. No driver came. No manager showed up to like do any calls because they were just in the kitchen. They're like, all right, screw it, we quit. They just grabbed all the food. They called me up and said, yo, can you, you want to come over? We'll bring pizza. I was like, yeah, sure. Come on over. man. We'll just watch the movies. And they just came in and just laid all this Pizza Hut food <laughs> at my kitchen. I was like, what's this all that? Nice. Like, oh, yeah, we quit. Like, Like, we're not we're not covering for like eight people their shifts on a Saturday night like we're done like we just let the note that we quit and we just like 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 locked the door and left the key in the mailbox we're done <laughs> <Ow>. sweet <sighs>
3: this is like this is all profit for Dave this is like oh, I mean, you want to quit <laughs> yeah. quit any other uh, fast food restaurants let me know
2: well that's what it was man like we had so much pizza Hut pizza that you started tasting the pizza hotness of it like <laughs> oh yeah all this bread and dough like and, and cheese just tastes the same like it just like it just repurposed it into a square, into a cheese log, into yeah, a round yeah. thing with that, that classic like Pizza Hut burn that's on the edge. Mm-hmm. So like, you go like after like eight bites, you're just like, Oh yeah, this is what it tastes like. I'm I'm good. I'm good.
3: Yeah. But the the talk about like the uh the pizza pizza boy himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this guy's called uh D Danny Warhol. Mm-hmm. Uh and it's weird cause going through his IMDB, he's in loads of stuff. But it's always uncredited. Like he just seems to be at most an extra, but he just got like a pretty big part in this movie.
6: Yeah.
3: But it's like it's crazy. It's like how can you survive with everything you're in, you're uncredited for, but you still get work throughout it's your paycheck.
1: Day? It's still a paycheck at the end of the day.
3: Yeah. They, I suppose you could, but it still put it on your C V It's like I'm not in the credits, but I am in this movie and stuff. IMDB. So it, yeah.
1: Just you can just go on there and just write, I'm credited in this movie, but I was in that movie. So yeah. he's in like
3: uh there's a couple of things. He's in like Midnight Run. He's like Jackie Brown backdraft. Uh he plays he does have a character name in uh The Pest, John Liguisiamo's The Pest as White Guy Number Three. Uh, yeah. The most memorable of the white guys in that movie, I, I, I feel um and then of course to tie into batman he was in uh, of monkey bone which was written by sam ham wrote the first batman movie uh it stars bridget fonda who of course is the wife of danny elfman who scored the first two batman movies and it was directed by henry Selleck, who was of course the director of tim burton's <laughs> the nightmare before christmas nice uh, so, yeah, uh, uh, again, I just, I feel there I you need go. to do that to link in everything <laughs> back to Batman somehow.
5: <laughs> it's funny, like mentioning, you know, Danny Elfman. I feel like, I mean, this, the, the score for this movie is so great that John Williams, oh, it seems weird that this is a John Williams movie. Um, and it almost seems like this would be more appropriate for Danny Elfman for some reason. Yeah. Um, just this Williams just it always based has a... on their, their body of work. Mm. It's Williams does have like a, he, he
3: lends a kind of John Williams stuff always very big to me. Yeah. Like he always has like, you know, it's epic and he does have, this has a sense of scope, the score to home alone. It feels like a big score.
5: And it really uh, but it just is feels quite like... a small
3: intimate story. Like it's, yeah, it's yeah. you know, it's almost like the music at the start sounds more like the way that home alone would, would play normally. Mm-hmm. But then as it goes on, he gets into the more grand sort of smoltier stuff and, and, and whatnot. And, uh, it's into that sort of uh, classic John Williams sound, I guess mm-hmm. you'd call it. But, uh, but yeah, Danny Elfman, I imagine he could have done. like a, I could imagine him working on this. It does seem like a project more suited to his expertise at, at yeah. the time, I, guess, I think.
2: Alright, so you brought up the pizza guy. And and uh, now Sean brought up the casting stuff, and that's that's good, but I, I want to let you know there was a deleted scene at the beginning uh, of this film, because Sean was like, oh, there's some deleted scenes and he sent me a link to it. One of them he talks to uh, Harry as a cop and says, oh yeah, I live in this neighborhood. And he says, oh, can you show me your house? He's like, yeah, we'll walk right over after this. Huh. So, mm-hmm. so we were theorizing is that, you know, his house, you know, might've gotten burglared, but he's still doing this job. So I assume it, it wasn't burglared Right. So I'm thinking that because yeah. of, yeah, of either a yet or yeah, like Kevin has scared these guys off so well that they just, yeah, they have it. Like they kind of like had to work around the system. Cause like, maybe they're going to go to his house at some point and because kevin's been you know moving around and calling and because i assume when that co- they saw that cop come over to knock on the door like oh cops in the area and they had a bug out for that night they couldn't re they couldn't re-burglar another house mm. um mm. so I mean,
3: like there's there's another really uh, dark deleted scene where it cut to that kid's house and like harry and marv had like killed him
2: i mean like, I like, like the, I, it could also be he's been working his shift since lunch and he has just not gotten home and so he's like, oh, I'll just last pizza in the neighborhood. Then I'll just go home.
3: Because <laughs> the whole thing, the, the note in the original script is like, we need to get, make these guys seem like they're a real threat. <laughs> and then like, oh, that's a bit too much. <laughs> like it seems yeah. like they are viciously going to slaughter this child. In the movie. Now.
2: <laughs> this pizza guy's like dead with like a snow globe, like smashed over his <laughs> skull. And you're like, whoa, Marv went to town on him.
3: Or like they put him in the bathtub. So his body, body's waterlogged. And it's like, yeah, we're the wet bandits. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I plugged the drain with this guy's head.
2: So, as a kid, I understood Kevin, like, really giving it to the uh, to the pizza guy. But yeah. now that we're older and we realize, like, he, the kid's just doing a job. Like, it wasn't him that made the pizza. He didn't one goes go, ha, 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 I only bring one cheese pizza. It's like, he's just doing a job, kid. Like Yeah. yeah. I, was, yeah oh, totally. I, I do have a question, though,
1: about the price of this pizza. I, I'm sorry, but I don't remember ever a plain cheese pizza being. Eleven eighty, that's so high. I think nineteen ninety.
5: Yeah, it's so high. Well, I guess for one pizza. Was
1: it for one pizza? It seems really expensive. It does seem excessive, and plus,
3: you're also considering like, oh, maybe like they're really gourmet pizzas in some way. But then it is made and delivered within twenty minutes, so it can't be that good. (sighs)
5: Hmm. I'm trying. Yeah, I'm. I can't think of like a cheap delivery pizza though. Like. Well, it would, would it be, be Domino's seven bucks. Like, like I don't, yeah. I can't.
2: I'm, I'm actually on Domino's trying to get Domino's isn't loading right now. Well, I'm, do, I don't do delivery anymore.
1: So, if I'm doing anything, we pick up. So, I don't know delivery prices or charges. So, I used to, but uh. I remember spending that kind of money for one pizza.
5: So, <laughs> see, I remember like I would have kind of the run of the house on Thursday nights because that's when my parents would go, they'd call it their date night. They'd go have dinner and then they'd go to the grocery store you know so when i got home from school i was alone until they got home uh, you know eight or nine o'clock and typically i would order myself a pizza you know every thursday night and and uh, i mean our only option was uh papa john's and this is in 1993 94 and like even then that's that's a 15 dollar order and i wasn't getting i mean one or two Mm -hmm. toppings you know (laughs) it seems like a lot. It does seem like a lot, but I think delivery pizzas tend to be like you know between ten to to thirteen bucks just for a standard large pizza. Okay,
2: so I'll go with you now. A pickup of a Domino's pickup. I didn't do. I didn't count delivery in. So pickup of Domino's for now, a large fourteen-inch cheese pizza, no other toppings, is twelve bucks, and that's twenty nineteen prices for yeah. pickup. So add yeah, so add a few bucks for delivery, and then add a few more bucks for your driver, and so you're looking about like eh, upwards of like sixteen, eighteen dollars, like total. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and that, I, 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 that's everything you spend. You know, you give the guy a couple bucks, you know, and and he's going to get there in a good time because it's just a plain cheese pizza. It's a small order, um, and they say make this an extra large for sixteen, sixteen inch for two dollars more. So yeah, nineteen ninety uh, a large cheese pizza before tip being. Yeah, twelve bucks. It's like, yeah, I don't know where the delivery charge is on that thing.
3: Mm. <laughs> Have you guys ever uh, find yourself caught out in the? Um, I think it's a, it's a very modern phenomenon, particularly now. With, like, uh, if you order anything, anything that has to be shipped out to you, and also with takeaway orders. If you're if you're shopping around, like, where could I get this from? And you see something that's like, uh, you know, ten ten dollars, two dollars delivery fee. And you're like, oh god, no! And then you see something twelve dollars free delivery you're like
6: oh go for that one
1: <laughs> yeah this is like my, i'm by the way because i'm that person i just brought up an inflation calendar or cal- a calculator and nice. um, in 1990 $12 would be $6.11 so mm. just just throw it out there
2: so yeah that pizza that whole that whole cost should be like half
5: price that whole yeah. thing it should be like 8 bucks like with the delivery charge Right. Mm-hmm. So I found this uh, Vice article that someone wrote uh, a few years ago, and they were – they literally went down this rabbit hole of of this section of the movie, just the, the pizza-related aspect of this movie. Birthday did. Call them <laughs> yeah. up and invite yeah. them on as guests. Uh, yeah. And he broke – he tried calling uh, Little Caesar's corporate office because uh, you know Little Caesar's was the basis for Little Nero's. Um, so that would be as close to apples to apples. Um, yeah. And so he said he couldn't exactly nail down the price of a cheese pizza from that chain in Winnetka, Illinois, in 1990. But I found numerous television commercials for a national 1990 Little Caesars promotion of two medium pizzas with eight toppings for a total of eight eighty eight. dollars 88 Wait. The McAllister's so were are- – it says the McAllisters were splurging, which kind of makes sense if this is the wealthy neighborhood of, you know, where they're living. They're going to pay a little bit more for their pizzas, I think.
2: Mm-hmm. And this
5: might be a little more. Uh, I don't know. So this the, is like a the, premier the basil's little, a
3: little fresher. In, in yeah. These. yeah. <laughs> oh my god, though. I have to say, guys, all this talk, I'm pretty hungry for
1: pizza. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> right. Now. Now. <laughs> and it, it's it's early for me, so I'm hungry. So
2: let's just <laughs> <let's> move on. <laughs> Understood understood yeah so so yeah this is his getting his his you know using the movie to get his vengeance the vengeance on a pizza guy cool never delivered to this house again now because he was oh, shot. no way no no we're <laughs> gonna call little yeah little nero's in a couple weeks and they're like yeah sorry deliveries is not available it's just like hey, you're <laughs> no longer in our area yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah. <It> be <laughs> as well like he's he goes back to the, the little Nero. Can pizza, like you can't <laughs> yeah. But imagine it goes back to little Nero's. I was like, they just shot me at that place. And then they're like, oh, who, who owns that house? He's like, it's the McAllisters. And they're like, oh, uh, the drug mule McAllister. Oh, don't, don't call the cops. Don't for the love of God, don't call the cops.
5: Two days yeah. ago, they ordered
2: twelve pizzas. And, they and, need and more. Yeah, our theory is that they gave him like a forty dollars tip as well because he's a nice tip. Yeah. And I was trying to count the amount of paper. Like I couldn't see the numbers, but I was like, all right, that's how much paper is in her hand. I'm like, that's clearly twenties. So she's counting twenties. Okay, that's about a hundred there's the 22 and then she had like two more pieces of paper so i'm like that's like 160 bucks she gave him so yeah he's got around a 40 tip so very nice tip so the mom paid him generously so that's why it's like okay he speeds there first before his other del- deliveries so it's like you know it's like, oh i got that i'll get another good tip here and then yeah he's like the bipolar of it of just being like wait now a 20 cent tip <laughs> this guy <laughs> this guy's off the charts now you gets what? With, the, with the last tip, it
1: shouldn't really matter because that was ridiculous. Yeah. Hope you should that. still
5: be floating around with, you know, 30 bucks in your pocket from yeah.
2: the, that tip.
5: From like a day, a day or two ago. Like, if he's yeah. still, he's pretty much on ship.
2: He hasn't even had time to spend the 40 bucks outside of gas. So, okay. So we did that. I have to, I have to say, though, because, like,
3: yeah. the thing, like, um, uh, 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 tipping is a very American thing. Like, sure. over here. Yes. The idea of tipping a delivery guy is just – and particularly tipping him $40 is unthinkable <laughs> to yeah. me. Like I In restaurants, people do like occasionally not, – not in cafes where you see like, you know, in Reservoir Dogs, are talking about like, oh, the waitresses live off the tips. But like, if you went to a swanky restaurant, you'd be like, okay, you put down a couple of quid extra just because of the nice service and stuff. But like this compuls- compulsive tipping – uh, Like I was 100% on Mr. Pink's side when yeah. I read some more docs. Over here, it's just like that is unconscionable to be like <laughs> – when you order a thing and then you have to – you're obligated to spend more.
5: Oh, yeah. Because you you have to give a tip to people. So And, um, and now it's it's the – like unspoken rule, it's like 15 for just decent service, 15% for decent yeah. service, but I mean, typically you two, go there's 20%. There's
1: calculators on people's
3: phones now. Oh, yeah. So. yeah, 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 yeah that's been, it's been the plot point in like episodes of Seinfeld and Curb Your Enthusiasm, like working out the They've exact They've done multiple impractical joker punishments around this.
2: <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So it's again,
3: like, if I was in America, I would be frozen pizzas do me just fine for them to have to work out <laughs> – the the amount, like all the apparently now we're having to work out like the the inflation prices and stuff of what yeah. this was well, 30 years ago and stuff. I it's like, no, I'll just go down the supermarket, buy one in a box. I'll make it my oven later.
2: Yeah, yeah it's, it's just like, yeah, we're like the national politics and commerce of how the two countries, you know, work. You know, it's just like, it, it is. It's like one of those things, like I don't know whenever it could change. Like when will it will ever change, I don't know. When, like, you know, when will it just be like the server is paid well and then, you know, yeah, the server just acts nice to you because that's their job, not because like they have they, to you know, kiss your ass for tips. Yeah, it's like man. they just do a nice job, and then you're a decent person because you should be a decent human being to people, and not be like, oh, I'm going to hold this money over your head to you know be my indentured servant for the next hour. You know, it's it's. <laughs> I've luckily in the past like few years, I've never I haven't had like bad service. I've had like service clearly where it's it's not the waiter. It's clearly like somebody in the back is like you know messed up on stuff so i really i rarely take it out on the waiter mm. it's um, hard
3: nowadays the to, to actually because even if you do get bad service unless they're real real asshole yeah you always do have to keep in your back in mind like well this is just a person too like yeah. they could be just having an off day if you were in their situation you might behave exactly the way they did and stuff too so it's always very you always have to keep in mind that like people are people so yeah. you know don't be too harsh on them when the if you're if your cheese pizza is, a, you know, a couple of seconds late yeah. or, or whatever.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like the, all right. The other day, other day, I got a burger from a restaurant and I got, I asked for less tomato onions on it. And I was like, and I'm, I'm trying to do a diet and everything. So I was like, I, I have a side salad instead of fries. Okay, fine. So bring the burger out, the onions on it, but the, there's no less than tomato. And so I, I go to the, and the waitress comes back. How is I hey look, they forgot to listen to me. I kind of like lean in. They forgot to the listen to tomato. Look, I'm going to take it off my salad. I just, just let them know that they messed up and I'll be fine. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get salty over a tomato tomato. I just wanted some lizard tomato on my burger. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, it's like, it's like I let her know. So in case this happens again, she already knows the kitchen staff forgot to put the lesson tomato when I, you know, I asked for less tomato onion. you <laughs> know? So it's like that. It's like, I'm looking out for you, you know, wait, waiter. It's yeah. like, I don't want you getting screwed over by the
5: next guy who orders, less tomato onion and <laughs> they do the same bit. You know, it's
2: I got salad. I'm fine.
5: Does anyone have notes on the using the the mer- movie to scare the pizza kid? Or we? I don't know if we. If you got like, notes, whatever. I'll listen to them. I have nothing. I don't, I don't have yeah. any specific
2: notes. Oh, I was, do I? I All feel right. like it's, no. okay. I don't. it's a good. Bit, it's a good rewinding and yeah. we'll burn out the tape, but it's fine. Okay, back to <laughs> Le O'Hare. Um, <laughs> that's what I call it, Le O'Hare. I like that. Um, okay. All right, so. Um, so I was so I was trying to figure out how – she has these 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 first-class transfer like, tickets. So it's, like, these are tickets that she cannot use for now. But it's, like, the ones that she bought for the flight later. A Friday. They're for yeah. Friday. So yeah. they're, like, open tickets. It's, like, there's no ID register like there is now where it's just, <laughs> right. like, what's your ID? Matches this. What's your – you know, international. What's your passport? She's just, like, here, just take these tickets. So you can easily yeah. just take these. Um mm. uh, and and uh, I was trying to, you know, like like the the clearly the, the yeah the older couple here. They're well, you can tell they're well to do. Like they take this vacation maybe once a year. They take a nice vacation once a year. So like it's not the it's not the problem of like can they stay another two days? It's like why is this guy want to rush back home so bad? I was thinking they get the five hundred dollars. They call their old hotel back and say, hey, have you flipped the room yet? Like we'll just we'll give you a hundred or two bucks right now. We just you know we'll bribe you two hundred bucks if you just like. Put the put the room back on us, and we'll just show up now. Yeah, no, that that's completely possible. I'm not gonna lie; it wouldn't shock me whatsoever that
1: kind of money.
5: Yeah, see, this <laughs> this guy strikes me as the type that he doesn't want to be bothered. Like yes. they've already gone through the the motions. the motions of getting to the airport, and obviously, going through the airport isn't what it is now. Oh no, so it's even, even less of a hassle. But you're still dealing with. You know their luggage is probably yeah already on the plane and and so he doesn't want to deal with the hassle of having to leave the airport and come back in two days like he yeah. just you know he mm. can't be bothered and it's that kind of thing of like don't talk to strangers you know whatever they're offering you, offering you is just a scam so <laughs> I do that's, love the dialogue
3: though at. of uh, <laughs> you know she's already got earrings a whole box yeah. full of them
6: dangly <laughs> ones dangly
5: ones <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which, which she she will still be wearing later in the movie. I did notice, like yeah. she, um,
2: uh, I, she. I assume that it was mother to, when she did the mother to mother. Yeah. She's yeah. like, I can't take more than the tickets now. Yeah, yeah. Like, now I can't. I can't. I or have the to, money. I will. The money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, again, again,
1: yeah.
3: You know, Kate, Kate could salvage the situation by emphasizing. Look. My son is home alone. My,
5: My eight-year-old, eight-year-old <laughs> old child is yeah. home eight, alone. Eight, eight. I That's all you have to say? Yeah, because <laughs> also, yeah, the, when yeah. you watch this, just just straight up, it just seems like she wants to get home because she misses her kid, who yeah, could be twenty yeah. years old or whatever.
3: Yeah, yeah. it's just like you know, she really should be leaning on. Like he could yeah do harm to himself. Anything could happen to him. He's a small child. But, um, he broke
5: his neck in his brother's bedroom, falling off his shelves. And oh, now, God, God, his, oh, no, Come now the, the spider has been. <laughs> <laughs> but um,
3: would be remiss, though, because uh, I'm sure um, Sean and Brian are probably in editing. They're like, you have to mention this. That old guy, um, mm-hmm. when I was on for planes, trains and automobiles, when they did that last year, we covered a deleted scene, and that guy is—he's in the finished film, but he—he okay. he features more prominently in a deleted scene where he's just sat next to uh, Dell and Steve Martin. On the, he's the third guy in their row okay. on the plane when they're ordering. There's a deleted scene of them ordering dinner and stuff.
2: So is this uh, the connection that Sean and, and Brian were referencing? Then is this the guy? I, oh, that's him. That's the
3: guy. Yeah, he, yeah. I think he's a, like a John Hughes regular. I think he pops up in a couple of his other movies.
5: Perfect. He has that yeah. Chicago feel to him. I'm sure he. Is the probably attitude. pops up in a lot of movies that are based, you know, in and around and shot near Chicago. So mm. that doesn't surprise me. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do you have to say all though. All right, you
3: know, I, I, I was you know me and Dave were talking in uh you know via text earlier, uh, and I, I'm beginning to buy into my own head now though because we're talking about like oh the, the the dangers that Kevin could be facing at home mm-hmm. and I was just saying, like. Within the two movies, it seems as if the family never know about, like, oh, this house is almost burgled. Like, our son right. thwarted this burglary. Good point. And it's kind of like, I think the- for all we know, this could be, like, Kevin, Kevin's been heading under the blankets ever since that cop came around earlier. And the rest of the movie is just playing out in his head of, like, what if someone did try to break into the house? And, you What's know fun- what? I'd show them. And I'd do all this to them and stuff. And then the reason why, when Kate shows up at the end the place is spotless is because nothing actually happened. He was just there himself the whole time.
1: Niall, I'll throw one out there. That place should be. Actually, there's one thing I'll throw out there that obviously he wasn't dreaming of the whole thing because Buzz's shells are broken and Buzz does react to it.
3: Oh, but we, we talked about that also is that he could have gone into Buzz's room and broke something, but then Buzz is the type of like, if anything was out of place in his room, he'd be like, what the hell are you doing here? Like, so it could have been that, like, oh, there's nothing really wrong with Buzz's room, but he's overreacting because Kevin
5: did oh, wander okay, in there. Okay. He still and had like, to get food, like, yeah, he still know... had to get the money to get the food, you know. So, That's what I'm thinking, yeah. well, so that maybe have... I think I
3: am beginning to think now that this could be play Like, this whole movie could be interpreted as the the, the bizarre power fantasy of a small child left yeah. traumatized by his neglectful parents. So the kid off grows a, a up a to animal.
5: be Tyler Durden.
3: <laughs>
6: yeah,
5: <laughs> I If have,
3: have you, have, any of you guys, uh, saw the recent movie uh, "Better Watch Out," that came out a couple no. of years ago, it's no. actually really good. Uh, it's it's worked its way into my my Christmas rotation now. I
1: has a lot more time to watch movies than we do. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Son of a gun, he's up all night just liking posts and watching movies. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but uh
3: but it's like it's dark dark comedy set at christmas and it's about like it's kind of got a twist to it where it's like this young girl's looking after this little kid uh and then the house there's an attempted home invasion but then midway through the film there's a massive twist which changes the entire course of everything that goes on throughout the rest of it uh won't spoil it because it's a good movie and i do recommend that people look up look it up. but they have a um two characters within the movie have a conversation about home alone and about the what would wow. actually happen if you did the paint can bit? If you actually swung <laughs> yeah. a full paint can into somebody's face, would they just fall backwards or would it do much more damage? And not to spoil too much of the movie, they do test it out on a, an innocent victim later, and it goes <laughs> in a much more horrific, uh, splattery kind yeah. of fashion, <laughs> where okay. apparently they are like, according to Better Watch Out, if you took a full paint can to the face, you yeah. would not walk away from it, basically. Yeah,
5: Mythbusters um, did it, too. <laughs>
2: All right, so my 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 final note here was that you know he's sleeping in the, his parents' bed for two reasons. Like, one, I think Fuller slept in his bed, and Fuller probably did piss the bed, like he probably <laughs> did wet the bed, as Kevin permitted. Because that's yeah. what I think. I think Fuller slept in the room with Jeff, um, or at least or something like that. And then like, or no, 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 probably uh, um, there's another. A, uh, I don't know because I was trying to figure out how the kids, like the cousins, slept in. Probably like they put like three or four kids in each room and stuff, and that's where Fuller and. And, and 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 originally Kevin were going to be up there, but somehow it all got, got shifted when he got in trouble. Um, so I think A, it's that I think it's that because like it's B, um, I think it's because you know his parent, the bed still smells like his parents. Yeah, so it's like a memory that, thing. It's and a security the, blanket. Yeah, and C, the third the third point is he's wishing his family back. You know, again, he he believes magic is real. That he made this wish. That he can't. that He now has to like be good and wish them back every night yeah. so he lies in bed hoping to wake up with his parents the next morning
1: yeah that makes Make, sense makes total sense it, yeah, yeah yeah plus the logic also here is it, look at that room and look at that bed you get that bed to yourself I don't blame oh, yeah. him oh, yeah
2: because <laughs> <laughs> he also yeah right now he is man of the house so like yeah it, 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 it makes sense that he would sleep in that bed but I, exactly. I, I see him it's going like bad. apparently <laughs> but he's more than happy to just like Just I give up. I give up man of the house. Just please just like bring my parents back. Like bring my family back. Like I'll be good. I promise. Like and he just lies down hoping to wake up. So that's that's a scene like we don't see where he wakes up the next morning and he just looks over and it's just empty beds again. And he's just like, what? Like, why can't I get like, what? What do I have to do to like earn earn the magic back? Mm. Yeah. I think that's it's another
3: movie as well where you have to consider if Fuller did wet the bed, the fact that Mcallisters have to come back they're like, Oh God, we have to clean that goddamn mattress now <laughs> and then do all that laundry, and the fact that they would have had to pull Fuller out of bed and take him to the airport potentially with a you know a soaked uh <laughs> undercarriage basically yeah, it's like he whoever sat, sat next to him in the plane where they didn't have the time to like you know shower or anything was like yeah. this kid stinks,
5: oh man.
3: God.
4: All right. Well, i will also well,
3: say uh, so- another nod to the Macaulay Culkin as well. As when he goes to kiss that picture, the little look he gives around, like, all mm-hmm. right, just I don't want to, you know, people to see me kissing a, a picture of, of my parents or of my I whole family. nobody's here. Like, who is he about? <laughs> I, th- I think I, uh, I like that as a comedic touch, though. Because, like, yeah, yeah, nobody's yeah. around, but he, he still has a little bit of like. Cause you know he's you know trying a little kid trying to be like I don't want to seem like you know uh, people think I'm been wimpy or anything so he's yeah. like you know making making sure that nobody's watching even though could be possibly watching at this
1: point. All right, then,
2: all right, good. I think we got. I think we have we got everything. The night ends and then the next day we'll begin with our next episode. So all right, as as the I guess working host here uh i'll go through each one of everyone and just uh, uh, tell our beautiful listeners where your beautiful uh, uh voices can be heard blake let's start with you cool
1: um you can hear me every friday on the blake and south show actually I say thursday and friday i keep forgetting i added a thursday wrestling show so thursday and friday on the blake and south show um d the muddy ducks is currently on hiatus but i i may or may not have a thanksgiving week special going up may or may not mm. going up for that week and um I'm going to throw out Pod on Pod, my brand new interview podcast. I was inspired by Heidi Bennett and some other people to do a podcasters talking to podcasters interview show. So that's that's going up at the top of every month. So look for that.
2: Mm. Now, now, when you interview them, do you also have like a minute of a movie or anything, like something to discuss? their history. Oh, got <laughs> their history. One minute at a time. I like that.
1: It's their history of their life in the podcasting world. It's a good show. I really enjoyed doing it. Oh, so.
2: good, good. No, I'm glad.
1: All right, Niall,
2: tell us. Uh, Let me tell you,
3: I've got my own podcast. I've got a whole shoebox full of them. Dangly ones. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, I am the host of uh, Bat Me, I co-host that with me and my friend uh, John Parker. Uh, We go through the Batman movies one minute at a time. Uh, Currently, uh, we have finished the first two movies, so the Tim Burton era, we've done that. Mm. That's done and dusted. Uh, And this will come out around November of of, um, Thanksgiving. (laughs) <laughs> okay so uh i believe the planned air date to begin airing bat bat minute forever will be december 2nd uh if okay. everything goes according to plan and yeah, uh we have a bunch of hiatus episodes also we did ones on catwoman uh all the prince movies we've got one coming will be out at this point about johnny dangerously uh the michael keaton gangster movie which was uh, a lot of fun uh and yeah we'll be you know Throughout uh, 2020, we'll be covering Bat- Batman Forever, and everyone who is in this episode is down on the guest list to come on it. So Ooh, yeah, if you enjoyed yeah. all us, we'll all be there at some point or other uh, throughout that season. Nice. All right, Travis, tell us, baby.
5: Cool. Um, yeah, you can find me over on my first podcast, uh, Real Comic Heroes, where we talk about comic book movies uh, chronologically going from 1951 to the present day and currently we're in just started the 1990s so Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and nice. Back to the Future 2 and and things like that um, so you can just find that everywhere by searching real comic heroes real with two E's you can also find me on my completed movies by minutes show uh, Watchmen minute where we went through the director's cut of Zack Snyder's Watchmen and then I guess coming up soon in uh, 2020 I'm going to Begin production on Iron Giant Minute.
2: Yes! Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you very much, for guys, for uh, for all showing up early morning and uh, going shopping with us to get some toothbrushes. Yeah. So... <laughs>
3: I feel guilty now because I'm just like, oh, it's mid-afternoon here. i got, I, got, I, was I, fault. I was lazing about in bed earlier. Yeah, huh? no
2: problem. Take, it, yeah take, take it easy. Or get, your, get yourself a frozen pizza. Um, <laughs> I'm sure Sean will add some nice little like credit thing on it, but for now... Uh, the audience, yeah, I hope you, you and yours have a, have a nice hot season.
0: This is Sean again. Brian and I had to step away for the second half of that episode, but I'm back and I wanted to, uh, thank Dave Palace from five minutes of mystery of kind of taking over host duties and, uh, steering the ship in our absence. And also wanted to, uh, make sure, uh, once again to thank our, our wonderful guests. We had Travis Bowe from, uh, real comic heroes podcast. Watchman Minute and the upcoming Iron Giant Minute. We also had, uh, Blake Riley from the Blake and Sal show and the, uh, D5 Mighty Ducks covering the Mighty Ducks movies five minutes at a time. Also have his, uh, his uh, upcoming pod on pod interview show. And, uh, I'll, I'll toss in a word for Clerk's Minute where, uh, Blake covered the Clerk's movies, Clerk's One and, well, just Clerk's and Clerk's Two one minute at a time and, I presume that will be back if, uh, if there ever is a Clerks 3. And we also have the wonderful Niall McGowan from Bat Minute. And I want to remind you that we can be found on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify under Next Scene Podcast or uh, wherever you're listening to us now. Uh, just continue to, to listen here. We can also be found at nextscenepod.com on the web. At Scene Pod on Twitter and Scene Podcast on Instagram, and you can also uh, share your memories of Home Alone and other holiday classics at our Facebook group, The Jelly of the Month Club. And uh, thank you once again to uh, to our listeners. Thank you for listening. Episode four it will be coming up in a couple days, and another thank you for Dave. for for taking over in our absence uh, when Brian and I had to step away. So thank you, everyone, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon.